want to thank our sponsor manscaped for sponsoring tonight's episode it's a new year which means it's a new you get 20 percent off their products and free shipping by using the promo code cantina at manscaped.com Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cantina MX Football Podcast, episode 418. Guadalajara finally get their first victory under Fernando Gago. We're going to be talking about that and last night's performance. We also have a League's Cup format for this year. The groups have been assigned. And we've also had some drama between Piojo course Piojo drama and Artiaga returns to Mexico that and much more but before I go any further want to let y'all know we are powered by Manscaped tonight they are sponsoring tonight's episode receive 20% off your purchase and free shipping by using the promo code cantina at checkout I have my good friend Joel joining us tonight Joel how are we doing doing good Jaime I actually got to watch some of the Chiva game. Second half, 2-2. <laughs> Yikes. Then I, I step out and I missed the winning goal. Oh, man. <laughs> Bad luck. Yeah. Yeah, I missed it. But still happy happy to see um, the team finally get that W. Uh, still waiting for that Kate goal. He had a pretty good play right before he got subbed out. He goes past two players, and then the ball just whizzes by pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday was a glorious day for Chivas fan. The long-anticipated victory that had been um, just a struggle to get in these first matches to start the season. Uh, we were the better opponent against Santos, and we were – we weren't able to capitalize on our advantages in that first game of the season. Uh, then we had a tough battle against Tigres, um, and we got our, our first loss. Then we had that match uh, against, oh, man, Tijuana on Friday. Another, again, similar thing where Chivas started off with a bang, um, but Tijuana scored first, and we kind of had to play catch-up. Uh, from that, um, but we were able we were able to get the victory or the the draw there, and then uh, yesterday a sold out Tuesday night in Zapopan against Toluca, um, kind of a crazy game because within the first minute we scored, uh, and Toluca quickly equalized in the seventh minute. Then we score again uh, before halftime, and then it's equalized like very shortly after. Um, you know, I remember growing up, one of my coaches told me that uh, the time that you are most likely to concede a goal is right after scoring one yourself. And that was true yesterday. Um, but yeah, Fernando Gago subbed in Ricardo Marin, his first appearance for the season, and he got the game winning goal. It's kind of interesting what happens when you actually put a striker in the striker position. Yeah, it's good to see um, that there's going to start being some competition there with Chicharo and, and then also Macias. 
you know, to see who's who's gonna who's gonna be the team because uh, leading goal scorer because really lacking one. Yeah, so you know, one of the biggest criticisms I have of of Gago is ever since Kate Cowell, um, you know, joined the team, he's been playing out of position. He's been um, playing as a striker, which I, I really don't understand because he, he's not a striker. He's best utilized on the wings. So, you know, yesterday he played striker for about 25 minutes. And then when we finally saw the first glimpse of like his capabilities, it was when he was actually in position and he almost got a goal. Um, and then he was substituted right after that. So it was very disappointing. Um, I know right now Chivas are struggling to have strikers. Um, Macias uh, is still recovering from his injury. He says that he has to rest, you know, um, because his knee's still getting used to the weight. And obviously Chicharito came in um, with, a, with a torn ACL. So he's not going to be ready till March. He said that, like, he could take a risk right now like he can actually go out and play but there's uh you know 70 percent chance of him like being good and nothing happening but it's just like a high risk that he'll re-injure his knee uh, unless he gives it another month so you know they're saying that maybe march or april will be his return damn he'll get injured in, in during warm-up yeah i mean it's <laughs> like why rush something right it's like um i remember when Michael Jordan broke his foot and, you know, they talked about it on the documentary, the last dance that, uh, the doctor said, you know, you have, a, uh, what do you say? Like a 90% chance that, you know, that you'll be good, but there is a 10% chance that you can get re-injured and like be permanently like, you know, that like, it's like permanent damage. And Michael Jordan was like losing his mind, you know, on the bench. He's like, so if you told me, you know, there was a bottle of pills and if I took, nine of them, uh, I'd be okay. But if I took one, I'd die. Like, I'm willing to take those chances. You know, that that was, like, his his way of justifying that he was ready to come back. But with Chicharro, you know, it's a higher risk, you know, higher risk of him getting injured again. So I, I'm fine with them, you know, not trying to throw him back out there just now. Uh, let, him, let him take his time. And that's kind of like what Gago said. He's like, hey, man, you know, he'll be ready when he's ready. I'm sure you guys will find out before I do. Um, but as of right now, you know, just like chill, <laughs> but I mean, can you blame the fans and the media after they did what they did on Saturday? Like, did you catch his, uh, his, uh, his show on Saturday? I did. I, I saw the, um, they had the coaches got the video of us. Yeah. Real and Ancelotti and, uh, Fergie. Alex Ferguson. Sir, Sir Fergie. Sir Alex. Sir Fergie. Yeah, and um, yeah, very, very emotive, uh, very like, emotional. Um, they show him in the tunnel, right? Meeting green with all these players. I always see Bofo there. Like, what are you doing? Because I don't think he works as a coach or anything. No. But they always put him like, on the promo, like when they when introduced Fernando Hierro, uh -huh. there, there was Bofo. He, he was right there, dude. Was he? Bofo was like, yeah, he was in the Greek. And he's like, is he like, uh, is he like a server for the VIP section? He serves drinks. 
So he, <laughs> what's, what's he doing? I don't like. I haven't seen the Chiva Loco in a while, like the mascot. So I don't know if he's just like the new mascot now. <laughs> you know, I you I know Buffalo like story is interesting because like <laughs> there was a time where like the institution kind of like turned their back on him, like he wasn't he wasn't welcome. But I think over time, oh really? They didn't they didn't even let him retire there. Yeah, he wanted to retire, and they were like, nope. But. He's made a couple of appearances and music videos, and I think he's made good. He's, <laughs> he's made good with the fans, but um. Well, then, well you know, because because Chivas, see, this, this is part I've always found kind of a bit sad. Mm. Uh, Chivas would do this. Um, they would like at the start of the season or or when they did presentations like this, they would bring out like the campeonismo. Mm. And those dudes were like gold, dude. They were like gold. They're like what. Bring them in. It's like they dug him out of the cemetery, dude, and just, <laughs> just put them there. Because you know, and it kind of talks about uh, how many players the coach has been lacking. The coach, the club's been lacking like iconic players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's one win every ten years. Uh, now one championship win. Um, and they would. Then I was like, man, let these guys rest already. They, yeah. they keep dragging them out. And so now it's like, well, who do we have, dude? Like, like that's like really popular. And Bofo, of Bofo's course, Bofo's one of them for sure. One of the main, yeah. They could even, they could even do a video of his like a highlight reel of his goals because he, he had yeah. really good ones and massive wins. And uh, so it's like he's always there, dude. Like he just waits. He's probably waiting at home. They call him like <laughs> every three months or something. <laughs> you want to hang out i thought he was playing um, indoor soccer but maybe he finally like just stopped playing but i, dude, I would know this one like 40 i remember i remember i'd hear story he was playing like indoor soccer he, he in chicago he retired but yeah that was like like 10 years ago man i don't think he's uh, let me he see. Was, he's 44 dude but you can play indoor soccer <laughs> he's i I don't know, man. Chicago Mustangs 2016. Yeah, he was still playing, bro. See, he told him, but that was 2016. I said almost 10 years ago. Bro, 2016 was like five years ago now. (laughs) Time flies, dog. Eight, dude. Eight, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, But, dude, like. Yeah. What would you, dude? Like, I'll I'll admit, you know, the the chicharito unveiling. I, I I had never seen anything like that in my life, bro. Like, I've seen it. I've seen, you know, obviously when Ronaldo joined Real Madrid. Like, I've seen that kind of shit, but I've never seen one of our own get that kind of, um, no welcoming. And I got emotional, bro, because like I, I don't think I realized, like, holy shit, like he's back and. It's been like, oh, like ten years, bro. Like it's been like it feels like it's been like ten years. It's been a long time. <laughs> he goes back with one leg. <laughs> like, you know, I think about when he had when he had caught fire. You know, lightning in a bottle, going up into that World Cup, that World Cup year in in two thousand ten. He just finally made the cut, like last minute. Like I just realized, bro, it's been like fourteen years. Like, holy shit, man. It's been a God, long see, time. 
and the, hey, that, and that the funniest the, the planets aligning the funniest shit about all of that is like when he goes into the locker room and all the play all the current players are like welcoming him and like chapel's still there like <laughs> <laughs> you imagine bro like <laughs> dude chapel is still there like what the fuck man you stayed this whole time he's like uh what is it benjamin button he's ages backwards He's <laughs> ten more years. He's gonna be like in five. He's gonna be playing with the juveniles. Dude, that shit's <laughs> crazy. Like, so that reminds me of like my first job, which is at Walmart, and um, I was like eighteen, right? And I worked there for like a year or two, and then I left. And that's like me going back now and like still seeing the same people work there. And it's true. Like I go back there, dude. And like the same people still work there, bro. I'm like, bro, it's been like, it's been like, (laughs) dude, it's been like so long, man. Like you're still here. Time's still still there. Like I, I commend, I commend Chapo for being a one man, you know, clan, you know, to club man, but god damn bro it's just you don't see it no more and we talked about it here how before it was more common to have a lot of players uh-huh. like do their whole do their whole career at a club yeah and it ended up being where players would just get thrown around which is what happened with with uh Cuauhtémoc. you know it's it's um he should have been a player that should have never left the eagle's nest but he he ended up at Juarez, dude. I mean, shit. And, Irapuato. Uh, he made him contenders. Contender. I even forget about Irapuato and Santos. He went to. I, uh, I like this pairing. I don't think he went to Juarez, dog. I, I think your mind's playing tricks Wait, on that you. That was both of them. That was no, that was both of them. I'm mixing. Both went to. Uh, both went to. Uh, a Juarez, dude. Juarez and Querétaro. Yeah. And then Coblanco was at Santos. He went to he, so America, Necaxa, Real Valladolid. Then he went to Veracruz, Chicago Fire, Santos, well, thinking Irapuato, yeah. Dorados, Boap, Puebla, and then fuck, dude. I know, bro. Well, he went to Puebla. He, he they win the Copa MX. They beat they beat Chivas. He got dragged through the they, mud, dog. Yeah, he did. Santos, though, him and Achita Ludueña, I used to like seeing them play together. Um, yeah, he did get dragged, man, but he, he should have just stayed. He, I he mean, I don't think it was his just... choice, you know? I think he also had, like, a falling out with with America, no? But, what is the lack of professionalism that a lot of these players have? Uh-huh. And, you know, which is weird to say, because uh, what is he? He's a governor? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's governor of this madre, but he's he. I don't know. Maybe he finally realized, like, shit, I can't just keep fucking around, because because it it happens to a lot of players, and then after they retire, it's like, how are they gonna make money? Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of them, that's all they knew was football, and and a lot of them didn't study or they didn't invest or. It's it's sort of like those people that win the lottery. Mm-hmm. You know how they say that the majority of people that win the lottery end up broke again. Yeah, because it's like 
They just didn't know to how buy to like an ex- yeah, handle their money. Yeah. Yeah, because if, if you buy a 10 million house and then they don't factor in, okay, property tax, yeah. maintenance, you know, you buy a fucking boat, you have to probably pay to have it shipped somewhere, like, I mean, docked somewhere and, and even to fix it and all that. So that they don't, you know, even, even if you buy a really expensive car, just the tune-up alone, is, it's like, yeah. it's massive compared to the average. So they don't see all, all those added expenses, you know, the, the water bill is like quadruple what you used to pay water bill. And so they end up broke. And it's kind of the same with these players. Like, and, and you see when, when um, sometimes they show them, like, I don't know if you've seen it when they're walking in the airport and they got all these bags of like Gucci and all these like Louis Burberry and all this. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're like, like they went, Bro, like they already spent. Alexis Vega's like one fucking paycheck away from being back on the streets, dog. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if if he if he stops getting like money coming in, dude, that dude is fucked. Yeah, he's gonna be. And um, hold on. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, we also have Rio Rosco joining us tonight. Thanks for for hopping on, man. Yeah, uh, I just like to talk a little bit about Chicharito. Let's hear it. I didn't get the call. Okay. Uh, I, I've been going to like uh, every like Mexico game down in Chicago since like 2005. And I'll never forget this. Uh, one of the games I went to early in Chicharito's career when he was at Manchester United, there was these two white kids sitting behind us. And they were wearing the the Manchester United Chicharito jerseys. Oh yeah, uh, this guy had massive crossover, and I know that uh, uh, that I know he's controversial in a lot of ways, even from from Mexican fans. But if he's uh, the least controversial, and I've never met a Manchester United fan, regardless of what country they come from, uh, who speaks ill will of him at his time at Manchester United. And so uh, I just wish that, like, they could have uh, – you got two English-language guys that you could promote uh, this uh, team yep. to from the aspect and, uh, and also help promote the league. And it's kind of a shame that uh, Liga MX isn't doing more marketing towards this or Televisa isn't trying to put more uh, social media in English to capture a newer audience. Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point with Cade Cal joining the team. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of um, U.S. you know men's national team fans that want to continue to follow him, and you know, luckily uh, with Chivas specifically, they they stream all their home games exclu- exclusively on Telemundo. And uh, a good friend of mine, Carlos Eustis, he actually does the broadcast in English. I actually tweeted him yesterday. I'm like, hey, where, where can I listen to it in English? And he said on the Telemundo app. So, yeah, if you download the Telemundo app, any Chivas home game, like, he'll cover it in English. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's definitely, like, this demand for, you know, wanting to follow him and and wanting to follow Cade and, and see um, how, their, how their time at Chivas goes. And, yeah, I think it's – I underestimated, like, the following that Chicharito has now. You know, when he left, like – I think like a lot of people just, you know, continue to follow him in Manchester, but he, he attracted a lot of other fans, you know, <laughs> along the way at his time at Madrid and Leverkusen, even at like Sevilla and Galaxy. So 
um yeah it's it's incredible to see everything like come full circle and i i swear man i was like i have never seen a player get this kind of like sh like welcoming and recognition like it was it was really a very nice well thought out um you know night for for everyone involved and uh, uh yeah like a shot I of adrenaline to the team I completely agree, and I'm glad that he's coming to a team that's going to be competitive. I'm not saying they're going to win the league, but they're competitive. Because there are other times uh, in the last decade where, you know, we're finishing in the bottom of the barrel. Uh, and But it's good to see that he's a, he's coming home to a competitive team in Liga MX. And then uh, I would also say, too, we uh, in Monterey, looking at it, uh, has an American, yeah. and he's scoring goals. Uh, like I said, I think Tel Aviv is really dropping the ball when it comes to promoting uh, Liga MX to a, a, a English language audience or a global audience. Um, Cause uh, they're not putting highlights on YouTube in English that can reach a, a global audience. It doesn't have to just uh, reach a U.S. audience. Cause I think the quality of this league uh, is always undermined because we don't have English language content yeah. to, um, to show case uh people who speak english or even uh foreigners uh english is the language of diplomacy in, in all ways. Yep. and always i've been over to germany and um everybody like they all comprehended english well uh, and that was like i went like in 2008 when that's when you know pavel parlo and osorio had just won uh league titles oh, in wow. 2006 you know, at, uh, Stuttgart. at Stuttgart. Yep. Yep. So, and, um, and, and, uh, and then, uh, uh, some people call me too much of a teacher Rito apologist, but I would, you know, I, I would just say, uh, I can't, I, the professionalism that that guy had was amazing. Uh, cause if you look at it, Mario Borotelli, Carlos Tevez were more <laughs> talented than, than Chicharito. Uh, but yet, I would say Chicharito had the better career throughout uh, at the club level and at the international level. Uh, and and yet, you know, uh, when we talk about him, well, when I talk about him, uh, if you think he just scores lucky goals, uh, then you don't really know soccer. Yeah. Like, in my personal opinion, you, you have to be putting yourself in those positions to score those goals. And that's... Um, that and then not only that, uh, it's not like he rallied his uh, scored. A, he's like all the goals that a lot of the goals he scored were meaningful goals. He was either coming off the bench when the yeah. game was tied or they were down. Um, and so it's not like he was coming off the bench when Manchester United was already up three nothing on some you know chump team in in the Premier League. He he didn't get he didn't play in that game. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing about Hernandez. He how you could tell how good he was because technically he's not up there with the best of players. And that's why he, um, you know, they don't rate him as high. You know, you're not really going to see him go past two, three players. You mean like tactically, but, right? Tactically, like dribbling and all that. Yeah. Te no, technically. Yeah. Technical. Yeah, exactly. Technical. Not to tactical. Technical, I think that's where he excelled in the sense that he was really good at finding open spaces. And, you know, the, this Marque, like, you know, losing, losing his, um, 
if he had Manmark or whoever yeah. was, yeah, he was really good at that. And and he was he just really fast, man. He would just appear out of nowhere, and and that's and well, of course he had he was good at striking the ball, you know, header and and strike. So and I I think uh, and then if we see the numbers, they were insane. Like he so he he was getting compared to to the really to the best players that were out there because he was that good at, at just doing those things, you know, and and. And so it was kind of unfair for him. It's like, you know, it's, instead of getting more praise for being like, damn, this dude got up there. Uh, you might say he's limited, but he got really high up there, man. Where he ended up at Man U and at, at Real Madrid. It was no easy task. Yeah. Uh, when you see the strikers that get to play in those clubs, it's usually really, like, you know, the best of the best. Um, so that's where he excelled and it's kind of, I don't think he's as fast as he used to be, but I still think he still kind of has that that knack to kind of to be at the right place at the right time to kind of know where the ball's going to land. I think he still has some of that in him. He can play to his strengths, and, and they I got think, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say just on the controversy bid, I don't think he was ever like controversial. Um, people were always like on his nuts. I think it was toward the end. Because you have a lot of, um, there's this like love hate going on with with like with with coming to MLS, and yeah. when he when he when he goes to the galaxy, that's when you started seeing all of this, all of this anti Chicharo campaign. It kind of started before when he was at Sevilla, and and he started to hang out with just like the wrong. Like he surrounded himself by the wrong people, you know. Dreyfus is one of them, and all, <laughs> all of those other like idiots trying to leech off of his fame and start this YouTube channel. Ever since he started Naked Humans, bro, that's when he started to act hella weird, dude. And uh, yeah, that's when he just basically when when he started to get his own platform and started to talk like outside of just like you know his interviews after games. I think that's when people were like, "All right, dude, shut the fuck up, dude," and just stick to football because <laughs> like you know you hear this guy talk he loves talking right and he's got uh, he's very opinionated and i think like you know calladito se ve mas bonito type of vibe you know just like dude just shut up and score goals because like you're spitting out a bunch of like so, so you so he was doing streaming when he was at sevilla no he started doing like the youtube channel like around that time like it's when he was twitch on just like the YouTube channel for like this vlog that he had with his friends and his his wife at the time, and then it just when he got to LA, I think that's when he picked up like the whole streaming thing. Oh, like, I I think I remember that was it like sort of like a reality. Yeah, it was just like a, something live or real called, life or something. It some was shit. it was called Naked Humans. Naked Humans. There you go. I forgot about that, dude. I, my brain. Yeah. They got rid of that info, man. It was like, shit, I don't need to know. I don't even know if it's still you up know. anymore, but, you know, it was pretty cringeworthy. And, you know, that's when you started to see how much of an influence, like, his life coach had on him and how he was really poisoning the well. Like, he, you know, he had a lot of uh, issues with his relationship with his wife and they were, like, vlogging everything. And I'm just like, dude, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, he, he opened that, that window 
right, to his personal life. And that's, yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah. And then that's when, you know, he recorded himself, like, crying and, like, talking to his parents about that, retiring when he when he accepted his... Dude, that was the dumbest... That was his dumbest move. I'm going to say that he's done. That right there when he's crying. And he's, like, kind of saying, like, it's over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they were saying, oh, well, he meant his, his career. And I, and I can kind of understand where he sees, like, his career is at the end. But, I mean... That that kind of attitude was like the wrong one, especially like you compare it to like Slatan, where he's coming to LA and he he buys a, an ad at the LA Times, mm-hmm. saying like you're welcome. He's <laughs> just like you know, this dude he gets there and he's like, what what number championship you are? We're, we're like gonna get the next one, you know, just shit like that. He's just like overconfident. And Chicha was like the opposite, dude. He's crying like a little bitch. And I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think that at that point, it was like, I know it's a turnoff for many fans. He ended up doing pretty good, but I, I think, um, like, if he wanted that, like, like hero status, he should have then just gone, gone to Chivas. Yeah, I think she just didn't line up at the time. Um, and I do think that his return to Chivas is, I think, like overdue, like at least like two years, maybe. I would have liked him at like 33, maybe going into like the World Cup, like that year before the World Cup. Um, now, yeah. now that the World Cup's like what? I guess it's only two years away now, but I don't think realist- realistically, dude, I don't think he has a chance of making the squad in two years. I think he does, I may. At thirty-seven, but he needs yes, but he needs to be in tip top. It's not like it's not like Max has a bunch of strikers competing uh-huh. for a spot, dude. You know what I mean? I think if he's if he's on fire, he could uh-huh. go as a like a super sub type of player. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, think he dude. would be I mean... a starter. But thirty, yeah, dude. There's been old players. Uh, what was the oldest? No, like I, I don't doubt that. 40? I don't doubt that there, there might be a fat chance that he could, he. But I mean, a lot can happen in two years. You know, right now, that looks realistic because of the lack of competition. Like, yeah, you have Santi Jimenez in Europe, you have Raúl Jimenez in Europe, and then you have Henry Martín. And I know if Chicharito goes on a tear at Chivas, that has a lot of weight to it. Okay. It, it, scoring goals at Chivas and being the one of the league's top goal scorers is going to supersede almost any other performance outside of Europe, right? So I I'm no I have no quite no doubt that he can actually squeeze back into the national team maybe, but 2 years, bro, like he has to maintain that form for 2 years and who who's to say that other players aren't going to spring up? You know, we saw um La Hormiga Gonzalez yesterday make his like Chivas debut and he looked good out there, and he, you know that's that's another player that you know if he catches lightning in a bottle can we'll see what happens in two years. There's a lot that can happen. True, true. I know, but that's why that's why I I think because I mean he's he's done it before. Like, what if he wins the the goal scoring again? Yeah, he becomes top goal scorer. Yeah, I agree. 
I just because there just hasn't been that many players that have been really consistent, like strikers, you know, that, that were, well, where you're like, all right, they're, they're all competing to see who's who's going to be the starter. And, and it kind of just 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 not there. Yeah, Ray, Ray Orozco brought up um, Brandon Vasquez, who's having no t no problem uh, settling settling in in Liga Mekis and at Rayados. He's he's got like three goals already for for the season. Um, that's a player that you know we missed out on. He ended up going for the U.S. men's national side, but he was eligible to play for the Mexican national team as well. Yeah. Well, some of these guys already have their mindset. Oh, good. They're big. Yeah, I dropped my my earpiece. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Because I mean, they they go to camp. They'll go to like both camps. Some of these players to so both Mexico and U.S. camp. Yep. And they're playing already. So yeah, I, I kind of feel like sometimes they feel that one side's probably gonna treat them better, or they end up like with a better relationship with the coaches. Cause, and then you see with Max, it's like probably, oh, um, right now there's probably like a whole different coaches as a clean house. Like who are these guys? <laughs> I don't even know if any, any of the previous coaches survived. Yeah. Um, yeah, the again going back to the the welcoming Chicharito had it was pretty heartwarming, and then you know seeing him with like the, his old players, you know Ramon Morales and Bofo. Um, yeah, it was it was a nice nice touch, and I think that was just like the shot of adrenaline that Chivas needed. Like the fans showed their support yesterday, selling out the game against Toluca on a Tuesday night. Part of me wonders if this was before, like a little bit was before, you know, anticipating Alexis Vega's return because I'm sure the fans would have loved to give their their peace. Um, if, but <laughs> Alexis Vega was too much of a bitch to, uh, to even go. He stayed. He didn't even make the trip, dude. He's got no backbone. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. He wanted. I mean, if he wasn't gonna play, Stoluka saving some, some airfare. Yeah, I know. It's just like this guy hasn't learned his lesson, man. Like he's literally, you know, at the last resort, going back to Toluca, and what does he do? He skips training. He starts doing videos to shout out like bandas, like bro, what are you doing? Wait, dog? did you really did you really skip training? He hasn't been training, dude. He's been too busy partying, giving out shout outs for you know a couple vessels. I don't know, a couple beers. Like I, <laughs> like this dude is just like guy, his mind completely like not focused on like this guy's not gonna learn his lesson. Sadly, that dude's gonna end up in like Costa Rica or Nicaragua, dude. Because <laughs> Rick has been good to a lot of Mexicans. Where, uh, where's, uh, Guatemala too. Where's Guli Peña? Guatemala's been 
He's at like El Salvador right now. He was in the Middle East. Wasn't he in the Middle East? He was in El Salvador and then he went to like the Middle East. Oh, you're right, dude. No, he's in. Wait, 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 alcohol is banned. Bro. Someone they tricked him into. <laughs> they so, tricked him in. He is at. All right. He was in the. Uh, yeah, he was like in the Middle East. Now he's in Syria, bro. In Syria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, sorry. I'm not lying. I'm he's, just, he's at. I'm picturing the Street Fighter 2 map. Bro. How, bro? How? He has a good agent. He has the agent Ochoa needing. Ochoa was writing Pine for like. Three years or whatever. I'm like, he's he's literally at a, uh, yeah, he's at a Syrian team, bro. Hatin SC. So Damn. random. <laughs> he hasn't made an appearance. Like I'm looking at his Wikipedia. Like he hasn't been playing. Like. He didn't make any appearances at his other club. Like, I don't know, dude. Is there something else going on? Like money laundering or some shit? I, I really don't know. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, how, how the fuck do you... How does this guy ha stay employed, dude? It's crazy. That right there. Like, that, that, that's like one of the things that, that it does happen. As, you know, as, as odd as it sounds, it may sound, but that's kind of how it is. It's... They probably look into who his agent is and if he's one of those crooked guys. Then, yeah, it could make sense that he's, you know. Dude, the, crazy, some... the craziest thing about him is he's younger than Chicharro. I think that... Like, I think... By how many years? Like three, maybe? He is two years younger. Uh, well, I mean, to still be playing. <laughs> I think the alcohol oh, just makes him look a lot older, dude. Yeah, that was the thing. He did get... Remember he went a few years back? He went like on a bender, and then he was lost for like a couple weeks. Was that when he was at Cruz Azul or where? One of those things. Where's Diaz when we need him? I remember, like, they were at, you know, like, he refused to take, like, uh, alcohol anonymous classes. Like, he didn't want to get rehab, <laughs> so they had to let him go. He's like, I don't have a problem. I'm not a quitter. He's like, ah, just give me another drink, dog. I, I'm gonna, I just need a drink. I, I, I'm not gonna do that shit. But uh, I did want to talk a little bit about Mateo Chavez because um, I don't know if you saw yesterday's game yesterday, dude, but... He crashed into some dude. Oh, boy. Not a good game for <laughs> Mateo Chavez. He's Dilon Chavez's son, who was, you know, a legend for the club. And um, he's been an undisputed starter as a fullback. But yesterday, he was the cause of the first goal. He almost scored an own goal. 
Um, and then cause for the second goal. You know, he, he didn't have his marker. And then to top it all off, you know, uh, Tiba was going up for a header and he just headbutts him and takes him out. And this dude had to go to the hospital. I think he got some kind of fracture. So not only did he, did, did, you know, was he responsible for both goals last night, but he also took out one of our players. So just shit, dude. And it's probably won't see him again. <laughs> it's crazy because he had such a great game against Tigres. I was like, holy shit, man, this guy is wasting no time. And like to do that against Tigres, you know, the one of the champions of Liga Mekis last season. Um, it was pretty impressive. And then I don't know what happened, man. Like maybe the nerves got to him and he just had like a really, really bad game. Like it's one of those type of performances that would probably get you kicked off the, the first team and sent back to like the reserves or Tapatio. But Gago surprisingly in the press conference said, Hey man, he's young. He's going to, he, he, you know, you're going to make mistakes and he's going to continue to make mistakes, but I like him. I like, I like yeah. what he has to offer. So, you know, I commend Gago for, for doing that. But here's the thing, bro. Like, one thing that I cannot stress enough is, like, you know, Chivas are not, you know, we're, we're not a charity. We're not over here just trying to develop young players. Like, we're, we're supposed to go out there and win every single game and win championships. Like, that's kind of, like, the expectations. So, it's like, I don't I don't think we're, we should be in the business of, of uh, just playing kids just to play them, like, they should be earning that starting spot. And, you know, I think Mosul had, like, stomach issues yesterday. That's why he, he didn't play. But after that kind of performance, dude, like, i really rather give our chances to somebody else. And, uh, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not hating on the kid. I, I understand, like, everybody has a bad game, but... Yeah, it's just one of those things like you cannot be a liability like that and expect to uh to continue to, to be a starter. No, I I agree, but but I mean also kind of shows where Chihuahua is sad where they just don't have that many players. So well, they yeah. have to yeah. they have to bet on, on young players like that. They and then just they let uh you know Chicote leave and they let Mayorga leave. We need we need some money for the Chicha, the Chicha fund, dude. The Chicha fund. Yeah, that could yeah, be it. Yeah, this. But like, cause in Mex, when you see on average, I'm just talking about like on average, like the average uh-huh. top player is gonna earn about two million, like two two point five, and then you have the 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 very well-known players like, like, um, Gignac and those guys who earn like upwards of four, uh-huh. you know, I think Gignac at one point, I heard something around six, six and that's million, just like what was been reported. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, yeah. Like, but that's not even so considering I mean, like, was earning about close to that. Oh, at Galaxy, he was making money, dude. Yeah, so, but I mean, I doubt he, he's, he's getting like two million, you know. What, Pretty at, sure it's closer to like at, four. At Chivas. At Chivas, yeah. 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 I, I doubt he's getting like two, like you know, like that. 
I'm not sure what his salary at Chivas will be, but I'm sure it's, you know, substantial. Um, but I'm sure it's not the same as what he was making at Galaxy. Definitely not. No, but then, but then at, the, at the same time, the club. So the club needs to, like, all right, we need to clear wages. <laughs> what I will tell who, you who can, is... Who can we get rid of? I am, I am, I am quite sure that uh, Chicharito, like, the response that the fans have done uh, due to his arrival, I think it's going to entice like Chivas' sponsors to continue to bring in Bomba signings, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's Especially Puma, dude. Like, I'm sure they made their money back in, like, just the jersey sales, dude. Pumas. Um, aren't they gonna do Barcelona? There's a rumor that that uh, Barca is switching to to Puma, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking of Pumas, they just ended their game right now, two two to Negaxa. Uh There was some midweek games this week. Uh, the one that I sadly missed out on earlier today was the Pachuca Atlas game. That was quite a fucking game man four to three pachuca ended up winning thanks to trophies lopez game winning goal he's back he sort of disappeared he had that good season they win the, the ship yeah, they win the league and then he just he goes back to trophies mode <laughs> trophies trophies mode act, party mode activated <laughs> he seems to like just took the season off and now he's back I really like that player, and I wanted him to uh, to be one of the clubs, you know, one of the, uh, I don't know how you say it in English, like referentes, you know, one of the the players that represents the club. And uh-huh. I know he had it in him too, because I think his talent, like when he's on fire, when, oh, when he's at there. his best. Yeah. Yeah, I feel he's one of the best players in the league, but but he lacks the consistency to be considered as such. He'll give you like two, three games where it's like just trophy god, and then he just all of a sudden he kind of disappears, or he's just you know, you know, he's not at that level. I'm convinced that the players that this comes like natural to, and, and like that, like as far as talent goes, and just like a knack for the game, like the the players that that just find it pretty easy to do. I think those are the ones that just have this that have this problem you know you think of like carlos vela you think of trophies you think of uh adolfo bautista all players that just have so much talent but i think because it comes easy to them they don't they feel like they don't need to be like you know training as hard and being like you know as disciplined as they need to because they know they can just pull it out of their ass so i think that's like the 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 challenge for some of them yeah yeah, I'll say for some of them, that's definitely true. But it's also like mentality, mentality-wise, where it's like uh, even though you're the best player, you're still training your ass off. And you see he, he lacked that, or he'll show up to Chiwa season like overweight. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it, where he just, he's lacked that like professionalism. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, frustrating to see players like that. You know, Rodolfo Pizarro is another one of those that comes to mind. <clears throat> Where is he? I haven't heard of Wait. His, did his mom get shot? His mom and his his aunt. Uh, his aunt said. Did we talk about this last spot or did this? <clears throat> we didn't talk about it because it, it happened. Or did this just happen? It just, it just happened, like, just, okay. It happened, like, a couple days ago, but sadly, yeah, his his parents, or his his family still lives in uh, Tamaulipas, and I guess, like, yeah, they got shot at, and his, his aunt passed away, and his mom got shot, so he's in Greece right now with Matias Almeida. Oh, that's right, I forgot he went, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. I forgot he was so, <laughs> I forgot I forgot about that. Like, I knew he was somewhere. He's doing something. Um, shit. I wonder what what that was all about. You know, because I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really look much more into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it sort of seems like I don't know if he's getting uh, shaken down or something. You know, it's just because what's going on over there with. Yeah, With, it's um, tough, man. Cartels and whatnot and other groups. It's tough. I think, like, that's just one of the risks in, uh, you know, in Mexico. Yeah, well, I know he had, he came up, like, like three times, you know, where I know he made some good money. When he when he arrives at Chivas, that that record deal, seventeen million, uh, and then he goes to Monterrey, another, you know, big signing, and then he goes to to Miami, and so I mean I think in those three transfers he he must have made some good coin, uh, so yeah he should have taken his family. I don't know I don't know if it's safe over there. I don't know what the yeah, I never been in that. I probably passed through there, but I think if like if you're in Max and you're making some good money, and you better be in a in an area where shit like that just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's tough, man. Um, I know it's happened quite a few times in Mexico, right? Like uh, Jorge Campos's dad got kidnapped or some shit like that, right? Or Ah, you're going far back now. Yeah. You have to, uh, you have to. I remember, yeah, like, his dad to, got, like, kidnapped or some shit. Um, hey, let's have the internet. Man, I can't. I remember. That one is, is skipping my mind. Let me see what the internet tells me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's. Here it is, dude. 1999. Uh, so. Damn, that's not, yeah, dude. You went back 20. <laughs> You're in the time machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 1999. Guys, Pumas, hold on. Where's, where's the quote? He said he changed. He changed the type of person he was. 
Even if say I don't like talking about my private life, uh, usually hiding because um, he likes to kind of be up by himself and he feels more free. Mm. So he, he lives in the United States and I don't come to Mexico a lot. This is from 2020. Um, yeah. Say so many of his teammates have told him he's exaggerating. Uh. He says that after his dad was kidnapped, uh, he just became, he took way more precautions. Yeah, I remember he like said he, uh, Canelo got, his brother got kidnapped and nobody knew about it until he interviewed. Um, shit, dude. And it was, <laughs> I don't even think anyone in Mexico knew. He, he like, had that uh weird interview it was like a seven part interview um on some channel Wait, did Canelo, Canelo boxing yeah boxing guy okay and he talked about how it was weird because he did the whole interview in english and his one of the guys went to like visit him in his house in Guadalajara and like yeah dude they're like in the back of his like uh i think like one of his bentley's or like a really luxurious car and then he just like straight up said oh yeah Wait. like he did the whole interview in English? Yeah, he did it in English. Hey, I, I could picture him, you know, he says his bad words. But I'm kind of... <laughs> he, um... No, he, 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 he learned. He learned how to speak English and... Yeah, he, he said... I know, you saw in some pressers when he was, like, oh, cursing yeah. at some guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, He's like... I was, I was like, Borat, you yeah. fuck my mother. <laughs> Yeah, I think like in his earlier, his earlier, time, yeah, his his English was hilarious, dude. You would think he's like some paisa kid, and, and and you're clowning him, and then he just he fucks you up, <laughs> you and your friends. I know, bro. He's okay, just I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry. He's just like a redhead. People don't know, and then <laughs> it's a ginger guy. He's, they don't have. But souls. he said that he he had he a want. fight. He had a fight knowing that his brother got kidnapped. This shit's crazy. Oh fuck, dude! That's right up there with a uh, a Chalino. Yeah, you seen the? You guys seen that? Uh, the video now. It's on, they oh. put it on social media, Lana. It keeps popping up on my stream, man. I don't know who I'm following. <laughs> Every Ch- week I get it. Like, Chalino Sanchez. Huh? Yeah, when he's performing, and then they give him a little paper. Yeah. Where it says like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Stop playing, or we're gonna." <laughs> And uh, he keeps singing. Fuck, dude. I don't. I, I that think must it, be I, harsh. I think the damage. Was, that fight. I think the damage was already done, dude. Like, I think they warned him. Like, if he if he was to go to, to that part of town, like they were gonna kill him, and and they did. In anyways. Oh, I probably thought, oh shit. That shit's fucked, dude. But um. Happens in Mexico. There's been some interesting um, transfers. Uh, we we talked about uh, Brandon Vasquez coming to to Mexico and how he has not had any issues uh, with the transition going from MLS to Liga MX. A lot of Americans are saying that that sh- that just proves that uh, MLS is more competitive because he came in scoring goals. <laughs> but the the one uh, the one that's been. The one that's been really upsetting people is uh, another player from Europe returning to Mexico, uh, Gerardo Arteaga, who was out in uh, Belgium. Um, 
He has returned. Now he's playing for Rayados. And it sounds like also Jorge Sanchez is returning to uh, Mexico. He's going to go to Cruz Azul. So, you know, as of late. Yeah, but it wasn't bad, John. Huh? I mean, these Mex fans, man, they, they're still unrealistic about like that for these, like, you know, they, it's almost like they see the football, like kind of how they'll see them playing their FIFA game. Uh-huh. You know, where you want this player to be here and then you just move it. And it's like they forget that these, these players have their private lives and they depend from this money and it could be a very short career. He could get injured and then that's it. It's There goes his paycheck. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of times if you get a chance to, uh, I, I kind of don't like this term, but I don't have a, a better one right now to cash out. Uh, they'll take it. Uh-huh. Cause you could wait. What are you going to wait? You want them to wait for years grinding. These well, dudes have been grinding since they were like, they were 12, you know, just to stay on the pro teams or on the, on that level. They're grinding it since they're like 10. Well, I guess like the question I have is like, why are we seeing this trend? <laughs> Like we what, went, what trend? Because like we we had this motion of like we're gonna try to send as many you know Mexicans to Europe. That was like a huge campaign, and even like as you know, even recently like that's that. the media though. That's the media, Jaime. No, no, no. But like, Jaime, it, let's, let's it, 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 it came from the FMF directly when they were talking about like what the changes they're gonna say and they're gonna you know make it easier, more accessible for players to go to Europe, and. So oh, like, yeah. So like, I but guess see, that's, that's after years. That's yeah. after years of the media pumping this into the public, and then changing the public perception. Where now everybody thinks, oh, for Mex to be world beaters, they need all these players in uh-huh. Europe. As if that's gonna make so you I, know, like automatically, yeah. it makes you better. So you know, I, I lost count of how many players have like had that heel turn, right? I mean, Linus did it. Flores did it. Now you have Arteaga and and Sanchez. So it's like, wh- what's why? Why do you think they're returning back to Mexico? Money, dude. Yeah, it, it's just it comes down to money because it's like uh, the majority of these Euro teams they're not paying them a lot, and so then it's sort of like it's you kind of have that promise of if you do well in the team, then a bigger team is going to take you. And then you, then you could get the money. I see. But that's not, that's not always true. That That's not always going to happen. You're not always going to, going to uh, become that, that hot commodity or that one player that everybody wants. And there's a bidding war for you. Yeah. So it's, you, you could just get stuck playing in teams and, and, and this is the whole, the other thing about like I, I think a lot of a lot of fans, especially younger ones, don't understand because because when when we see like the transfers or what players get paid, it's from the big teams. Uh huh. Like we don't really see from the mid the mid to low table teams, where a lot of times they're you know they're scrunching for pennies because they have to compete with these big clubs and. I'm telling you, going far back to like, 
I could say like 20 years, I, I would see Mexico teams like Tecos uh, be La Liga teams for players. Where they'll they'll like and I forget the name, we've talked about him here. It's a Bolivian. He was killing it in Bolivia. He had like 50 goals or something, 80 goals in a year or something like that. And um, some La Liga team wanted him, and Tecos just brought in more money. It's Tecos, dude. They don't even exist anymore. And even back then, they weren't even that big of a club. And Tecos beat the La Liga team for for the, um, for the Boliviano guy. Uh-huh. And you saw it with other players, too, back then. you Because before, and I'll say before, like, like uh, you would see like all these like national team caliber caliber players coming to Liga MX, right? I mean, like I think '98, '98 World Cup was it's like '98, and I think '02, and and Mex League was one of the leagues that had the most. You know, like when you look at the leagues that had the most players at the World Cup, and they were up there, you know. So all these good South Americans from Colombia, Ecuador, and whatnot. What? Who are, no, I, I don't, think we kind of you kind of don't. I don't think like I'm not like yeah. I do. I do agree that like money does play a factor um, with players returning to Mexico. But when you think about like these players in particular, like obviously Linus comes from money. It's pretty evident, and you know there was a reason. Yeah, but, but okay, let's let's wait. Let's stop here right there. Yeah. I mean, it says he comes from money, but how much money, right? Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much it is, but. Let's say that I would, I would they do say, come for money. I would say enough to like be able to not have to worry about taking a sacrifice. Like him going to yeah. him him going to, to Betis, right? Like him going to Betis, like yeah, he was probably making less than he was making at America, but it, it it's not enough to affect him because the guy was already, you know, his family was already wealthy. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how wealthy? Do you know what I mean? Uh, how, how wealthy? And then it's sort of like, how many oxos do they own? And you know what I mean? I mean, uh, how many kukuroos <laughs> are in the line? I have speed? 21 kukuroos. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be fine. 23. I have let's, 23 kukuroos. That's JJ McQueen, La Liga Second Division, playing for free. You gotta be more. I got twenty three kookaroos, and uh, but but like let's let's think about it like that. So like let's say you 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 have enough money, you don't have to worry, and you're at La Liga, and you're there for like three years or whatever. And you know, like this shit's not getting any better. So let's say some man calls him and he's like, "Well, fuck, Tiras is gonna you know give you this much. If you come back, we could invest it, and then." you know, set you up and and you're going to be pretty well off. Even way before you retire. I mean, you wouldn't have come back or you would have been like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to give it three more years over here. Uh-huh. No, I'm saying you, what would you have done? Would you have been like, nah, nah I'm cool. I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay over here. Let me see what, what could happen or I'll go back, get that cool money and I'm set. I I think that a footballer's like chance at this is very like you have a very small window and you have to take the opportunities that you get, right? So like yeah. you know, I think like you, it's not like uh, other careers where you have 
like where where age matters. Like an athlete has a very very small window to get the most they can out of the opportunity that they have, right? Like you can't just put the boots back yeah. on when you're 36 and say, "All right, let me give this another." It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, it's like at any point, you know, yeah. you know, I think about like just us normal people like at any point you can just say i'm gonna go back to school get a degree and get a better job but like in in football you can't do that you really have one shot at this and like i think like i would i'm the type of person that would stay up at night thinking did i give it my all like did i actually do everything in my power to like like be try to be the best that i could be and like make it in the high at the highest level right or did i just like you know give up at the first sign of uh discomfort and just come back crawling home because that's where comfort is that's where the money is you know i think it comes down to the individual i mean there's a different there's a reason why guardado spent his whole career in europe and others didn't you know you look at aquino who kind of like leaped at the same time Pablo barrera at the same time those guys were around the same time that guardado made that leap and like they came crawling back home you know but guardado stuck it out there and I and I'm not convinced that Guardado, like, if you were to measure him, like, talent wise, I, I I'm not convinced that he was better than Aquino or better than Barrera or better than some of these players that have come and gone. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to like the mindset and mentality, and I think that's something that is lacking in in Mexico because it's easy to just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna go back home and 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 be comfortable and make a lot of money and you know not have to leave my house like. <laughs> Is Bordado's wife from from Spain? I think she's also actually. I have no idea. I know he has the internet. I think he was married and then got divorced and then got married again. Shit! <laughs> actually, I didn't even know that. I didn't really keep up much with him. I saw him as a good player. He just was not not of my favorites. <clears throat> um, Sandra de la Vega. Yeah, so he had a wife. He had one wife, and then he got married again. Uh, but I have no idea where she's from. Oh, no! Because I was just talking about like, like, um, like that feeling of comfort. <clears throat> uh huh. You know, because for some people, it's easy to move somewhere, and and then you can adapt pretty easy. So, for example, like Vasco Aguirre. I just think like <clears throat> Linus, like there was a reason why he went to Europe, right? Um, Arteaga, he was at Santos. He could have easily just gotten a better offer in Mexico, but he decided to go to Europe and yeah, like I'll be honest, like going to Genk uh, in Belgium isn't the most like prestigious club, but you would think, you know, four years yeah. there, you would get your Euro passport and leapfrog to like a, a bigger club. Um, and Jorge Sanchez, I feel like, you know, he just left and uh, he was at Ajax. I never knew what they saw in him. I, I think he's a very limited player. Like, if I'm being completely honest, like, he's not a great defender. Um, but he played for America, and I know that they still had that buzz from Edson Alvarez going to Ajax. 
So they probably just wanted to capitalize on that. But I mean, who was it that like took one look at him and said, oh, this guy's trash? I think it was like Schneider or something. He was just like, oh, this oh guy, yeah, he's getting, he was getting shit on. He's like, oh, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and he went to Porto and he just couldn't couldn't hack it. So returning to Mexico. I don't know. I just think it goes back to the mindset, and I think these players are very, very lacking in that department. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, living abroad and just but going not for everyone. At the end of the day, though, I like, just don't like it. At the end of the day, though, you have to take care of you know your people. You got to you know you're the one that has to pay the bills. So I I get it. Like, you have to kind of just like look out for yourself and make the best financial decision. But damn, bro, like to look back and be like, yeah, I, I was a little bitch. I gave up when I was in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it as giving up, dude. Yeah. Because cause cause, uh, you said, like, if you could hook up, you know, like your family and, and, and put them in a place to succeed. I mean, that's that to me, that's already a win. Yeah. And if you're sacrificing... Maybe your dream or or some part of it. That's that's not something that I would criticize them for just because oh, there's one less player for me to watch when I see Champions League. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like I can tell you when these players retire, the fans don't give a shit, dude. Like just look at look at um Jimenez. Everybody was saying it's nuts. He gets that that, you know. Injury, uh-huh. and he turns into a meme where they're, you know, putting him in wheelchairs and all that, and and mad at him because he went to the World Cup and all of that. Hmm. And so it's like, so it's like you know, you, you you're kind of in it for yourself, and then it's like your family. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know, man. I I think. Uh... In the grand scheme of things, people will forget about the Arteagas and the Jorge Sanchez's of the world. I think Linus still has something um, going for him because he came back to Mexico and won more titles. And he's still young. He's, he can still return. But as for these other guys, they'll probably just remain in Liga Mekis and that will be it for them. You make it sound like it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you, and another thing too is I like would love to play Liga Mix. I haven't even seen any improve. That's another thing too. I haven't seen any improvement. Like you saw all these guys go to Europe. What? What? It, like, did they their, their passing suddenly get better? Did their defending get better? Like, I just <laughs> I really haven't seen these guys like level up. And 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 I'm critical <laughs> of that because like I saw like dude, we sent Massa Rodriguez to Europe, dog. I saw the transformation. Like this dude could barely put string a pass together, and he comes back like, dude, oh, like, man. dude, he was so much better. No, he, he was he was good though because when um he elevated when Hans bro. takes over he 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 yeah but he I think Hans worked with him a lot Hans Westerhoff and he, he worked with him a lot. And uh, but his talent was there. You you don't get that for being that tronco, and especially in Mex, there seems to be 
he the, was a tronco, the, the bro. Stigma against <laughs> tall players. He, no man, he, he was yeah. good. Like, don't, no, no, don't get me wrong. He was good at his job defending, and and and, and the aerial game was very, very good. But I mean, like him, like dribbling the ball and like passing, like were not his strong suits. And then he goes to PSV, or did he go to PSV? And I was like, holy shit, dude! Like this guy elevated. Yeah, but I mean, look, with Chivas, it's not like he hadn't done any, you know, he he won a league title with Chivas. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. No, he was great at Chivas, man. And then he, he, he was looking good in Libertadores. So it's not like... Um, yeah. He wasn't... And I mean, for PSV to see him and be like, all right, you know, this guy is good. Yeah, him and Sancido, bro. They didn't just... They didn't just just take a lump of coal, man. They, right, right, right. They they saw something there. They saw uh they saw a diamond in the rough, dude, and they fucking polished that <laughs> shit. Yeah, dude, yeah, I do agree with you. He got polished, but I, I I'm just saying he wasn't. People always paint him in this really bad, yeah. bad way. Of he, he I, I also think sucked. I also think he left Chivas like kind of like a twig, and then he came back and he was a lot more yoked. Like that was just another thing too. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah. there there are some not- noticeable differences when you make that leap to Europe. Like you elevate, you you get more physical training. I think I think they're a little bit more critical with your passing and and making less mistakes. Um, but you just don't see that from some of these players that have gone and like come back. You're just like, dude, they, you didn't change it. Like I think of Eric Gutierrez. You know, Chivas picked him up, and I'm like, I really don't. Like I, I know he's been. <laughs> He's been okay. Like he's been okay, but I I don't think like oh my god. Like he the only thing I can say that he learned from being in Europe all that time is that he can play with a short sleeve on a rainy day in Nuevo León. <laughs> the cold doesn't affect the him. cold does not for, affect for, for them. For me, the, the best example is the Chiva the Chiva goalie, right? And he's. He's over there in Portugal, and he's, he's, you know, yeah, training next to Iker and and and, and playing over there. Uh-huh. And he comes back, and he, he loses his spot to a canterano. And yeah. I said, like Tapatio, <laughs> how is this Tapatio guy uh, beating you, man? Yeah, I agree. You got to be over there where you were supposed to level up, and, and this guy just took your spot. Yeah, no. I don't so even know not, where he, I don't I mean, even know where he's at anymore. Not, you know, I, and I'm gonna say this for like because we've gone over this like so many times already. Yeah. Because it, it continues being an issue, the whole being in Europe. And we kind of seen how that's not like exactly plays out the way you think, because there's a lot of countries that have a lot of players in Europe. US has had more players than Mexico since since like the nineties. And you could go look at rosters from even like 90 World Cup, 94, and you see how many they've had. Mm-hmm. And they never really like it's not like lead bound over Mex, you know. Um, and you see in other countries too, uh, a lot of African countries where they'll have like uh Senegal was at one point had all these players and everyone thought they were gonna be world beaters. Man, you don't you don't really hear about them anymore. Cameroon, Nigeria, a bunch of teams like that. Um, and then they don't really they don't really go to that next level. And then from the countries you do see it, 
like Argentina, Brazil. Mm-hmm. And it's like those players, even if they didn't go, those national teams would still be that. Like that, I would even argue that their national teams would even be even stronger. Like if they didn't go to Europe. Yeah, so I those mean, countries that are sending those massive amounts of players, their league is already um, at this level. So that's why that's always been like my take. If you ever see, like let's say 50, 50 Mexican players in Europe, at that point they don't even need to be there, because you know the league is fired to be sending that many, to be training out that much talent. I see. They don't even mean. need to go over there. You know what I mean? So like Argentina, do they? I guarantee you, if, if they were to, if they, were, if all those players were to come back. Uh-huh. Those leagues will be even stronger and even Libertadores will be even better. Yeah. I mean, uh, Brazil and Ar- Argentina kind of can't, can't afford to, you know, keep everybody. They have to export, but I, I hear you, dude. We had a uh, league's cup draws already and uh, some interesting um, results here, starting with the West. We had Monterrey in the group with Pumas and Austin FC and Chivas in a group with San Jose and LA Galaxy. What a coincidence there. Cade Cowell and Chicharito will be playing against their former clubs. No coincidence there, I think. <laughs> well, I might finally get to go to a game, I mean. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Um, I think that the Cade Cowell, you know, th- uh, out here in San Jose will be special. A lot of a lot of fans were very loyal to him, and I'm sure they're going to welcome him with open arms. Uh, St. Louis, Dallas, and Juarez, Toluca, Kansas City, Chicago Fire, Leon, Portland, Colorado Rapids, uh, Seattle Sounders, Minnesota, Necaxa. I'm just looking at all this like I forgot how many MLS teams there are. Los Angeles, Vancouver, Tijuana, Dynamo, Real Salt Lake, and Atlas. Uh, On the east side, we have Cincinnati, New York, Querétaro, Orlando City, San Luis, Montreal, Tigres, Puebla, and Inter, Miami. So we might see a Gignac versus Messi. Uh, You know, that's going to be pretty fun to watch. Um, Luis Suarez. Yeah, Luis Suarez, that's right. Uh, Philadelphia Union, Charlotte, Cruz Azul, New England, Nashville, Mazatlan, Pachuca, Red Bull, Toronto, and Atlanta, Club Santos, and DC United. Both America and the Columbus crew will have a first round bye and are already in the round of 32. So those are the groups of three uh, for the League's Cup 2024. It's going to be an interesting summer because we have Copa America coming here as well. So what's the change in format, Jaime? So groups of three, what is it? Was, it was always groups of three. Um, so that really has not changed. It's just they redid, you know, they, 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 they just shuffled the groups a little bit more. But... That's it, bro. I mean, that's going to be... Can you really shuffle them, Jaime? <laughs> yeah, because Chivas were in a group with Kansas City and um, 
Cincinnati last last season. So they've put them closer to the West Coast this time. They're you know San Jose and LA are pretty close. Um, yeah. So that's I think those are the changes. What I do notice though is like it's usually just two MLS teams to one Liga Mekis team. Um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, the only group that has two Mexican teams is uh, Puebla and Tigres in the group with uh, Miami. Yeah, I never really, I never paid much attention to it, to be honest. Yeah, I think they learned their lesson from last season where I think, I think it was like a Juarez. Juarez was in the same group with like Mazatlan and Austin. And obviously, since all the games are in the States, uh, nobody went to that Mazatlan Juarez game. Like there was just nobody in the stand, <laughs> you know? So I think like they learned their lesson. They realized, Hey, we should probably just, um, have Mexican teams like in the group stage, just play MLS teams. That way there's no, you know, Mexican on Mexican action and they play in a neutral side and then nobody goes. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see. Um, I, I just think like the dates are a little concerning, right? Because League's Cup will start uh, in July, uh, July 26th to August uh, 25th. So it's an entire month. And kind of like last season, it's going to put the, the league on pause. And then Copa America is from uh, June to July. So This year, Jaime. This year, right? So it's just like it's finally back. I'm actually excited for that Mexico's big test, man. I'm I'm excited too. This is it. This is, this is where Jim yeah. has to show what he's made. If he has a shit tournament, he's gonna lose. Like from the fans and, and even media, uh, he's gonna lose. Like, yeah, what no. is it? Confidence. Massive confidence, and then the the obvious talk of replacement will, you know, would commence. Mexico is in a group with Ecuador, Venezuela, and Jamaica. Good, that's a good group, and Ecuador's been pretty good, man. Yeah, it should be an interesting one. I think that's always yeah. I think uh, people are sleeping on. Um, I think Venezuela, right? They're doing pretty well right now, or maybe I'm tripping. Yeah, they're number four in their in the Comebol standings for the World Cup: Argentina, Uruguay, <laughs> Colombia, Venezuela, Ecuador, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil's not doing and so well. And you hard. know, some, sometimes what some of these teams do is that, like, they'll use the cup to try to like find players or to try other shit out, you know, because they're obviously not going to try it during the during the qualifiers. Uh-huh. So that could that could pay in Mexico's favor, you know? Yeah. Like if you're Ecuador, you, you want to put all your money on that World Cup basket. Um, wait, how many tickets are they getting, though? So, you know? Goldman Bowl has six direct uh, tickets to the 2026 World Cup, and then they have a seventh spot for inter interconfederation playoff. Wait, how, how, what were they getting? Like four? 
Were they getting four and then like one playoff? So they just got one more from this 40, you know. You mean the expansion? Yeah. Um, I don't know how many. I think Kumebol previously had like six, right? Six tickets? Like, mm-hmm. like. No, they had like four. And then the fifth one would be like. I'm going off memory. I could be wrong. There was only some. Oh, let me check. check. <laughs> I think they had. But, uh, let me see. Oh, my goodness. I'm pretty sure it was four. And then the fifth was the playoff. Okay, four and then, yep, fifth. Yep, you're right. Okay, yeah. So, but wait, they just got one so or Gomebol, two? No, no, no. Gomebol gets two and a half. Six, yeah, six and then uh, uh, one that's, yeah, like two and a half. Yeah, basically. No, just two because they already had that half one. Six, seven. Damn, they sort of like inadvertently made that. A qualifier week, <laughs> not week, but like the weekend bit. I don't know, because you know before it was like, well, it was harder to get the, the, the tickets, man. Imagine, and then you got fucking Brazil and Argentina combined. And fucking nobody is gonna bet. Fucking like yeah. almost ten World Cups right there, and then nope. so then it's like, well, there's four tickets, and but you got these two fucking assholes right there. So yeah, there's like that's just like two tickets. And you got like eight teams competing for like two I'm, tickets. I'm telling you, know, it's yeah. a bloodbath. I'm telling you right now, no one. Yeah, is, I love watching those games. No, no one is benefiting more from this expansion of 48 than Brazil because right now <laughs> they're in sixth, bro. Six. Uh, they were good. <laughs> like we're, you imagine? Shit. Imagine. FIFA expanding the World Cup to 48 spots and Brazil not being in it, that would be insane. <laughs> Are they like the only country that hasn't missed the, like a World Cup? Yes. And Germany? Yes. It's yes, them in Germany. That's crazy, dude. Them in Germany. Probably. Italy was one of the other ones. I'm sure England Italy. too, right? England. I doubt they've so, missed. No, England missed. Oh, for real? They missed the uh, they missed the 94. Oh, wow. And because they had done really good in 1990, they reached. I think this, uh, they got up there. I don't know if it was semifinals, uh, but they 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 went pretty far. Oh, I see. And uh, yeah, and they had this one player. I got his name. I forget his name, dude. I don't want to confuse him. But they had this thing where they would show. It was like when they're introducing the players. Uh huh. And and. I think the player would have to kind of say his name, but you wouldn't you wouldn't hear him say it. I think their mouth would just move. Oh, okay. And this guy says he says Wanger or something. <laughs> so every time he's thinking about you could you could see him saying Wanker or something like that. Wanker. I need to go back to it because that's hilarious. You're going pretty you're going pretty far back. But that player that I'm going and playing in Lazio, ah. Uh, I can't. His name is skipping my mind. But um, yeah, they did really good in '90, and then they just fucking miss out in '94. And then uh, you didn't see them till '98. 
Uh, it yeah, says no, uh, Paul Gascoigning. Gaza. Did they call him Gaza? I keep thinking Gaza. Gaza. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And, and, and I was thinking, is it Gascoigne? But this Gascoigne, some other dude that from earlier. And I was like, I don't want to say it. But oh, you found it? Found what? That he said that he was talking shit on the. Uh, no, I just Googled Lazio. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I found the GIF. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to find a way to put this in the chat. That's hilarious. But, um, yeah, dude, I mean, it's going to be a busy summer, I, you know, leagues cup. I know this is like the second edition of this and I, I wasn't really too happy of, you know, the, the one we had last year for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, Chivas had gone off to a great start and then that kind of just put a big damper in our momentum and we didn't really recover from that. We had injuries and all that. I just didn't like the fact that we suspended the league for this bullshit tournament. You know, why can't we just do it like they do champions league and, and, you know, put some midweek games in our schedule and, and do it throughout the season. I, I would have much rather have it that way than to dedicate an entire month to this tournament that has absolutely no prestige. Hmm. You know, cause we got champions league coming up. I, I'm excited for that. You know, Chivas are back in it. They're going to play against Forg FC um, next week. Right. So, you know, I like having those, those midweek games. It's, it's exciting. Wait, I mean, I'm still in microphone. Yeah, we also have yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Habibi yeah, yeah. joining us. Habibi. Oh, wait, Jaime. He, he actually mouths fucking wanker. So he took it one next level. Yeah, I put, so it in the, <laughs> I put it in the podcast. So if you guys are on Twitter spaces, it's the one that's... I think that's, yeah. I think that's the equivalent of now, let's say for the Qatar World Cup. The players had to like mouth their name, uh-huh. and one of them just just mouth like puto, and then there would be to like that to that level. You know what I mean? He would, like they could say like hey, puto or something, and people would have still been laughing about it. That's crazy. <laughs> How many double jornadas I make? Because I, I like me those mid midweek games. Um. I don't know how many more upcoming ones we have, but uh, like I said, I have been enjoying uh, a little bit more of Liga MX action during the week. Helps the week go by faster. I agree, man. I even got to see it. Habibi, talk to us, man. How are you enjoying the the Chivas' first victory of the season? You know, it was great. Uh, I knew it was going to be a win just because it was Toluca. You know, we cooked them in 2006. And since... So we've been playing in Akron. I think Toluca has only beat us twice. So when it comes to Akron and Chivas and Toluca, it's a cook. I put a lot of money on it. I sweated. I'm not going to lie. My cheeks were clenched throughout the majority <laughs> of the game. But we got the win. But the reason I was joining the space, I wanted to correct you, Jaime. A Leagues Cup does have prestige. Uh, counted as an official trophy for Messi thanks to FIFA. 
Oh, <laughs> that's right. He'll probably get a Ballon de Oro for doing that. But, I mean, joking aside, having players like that and even Suarez competing for it does, does help raise that prestige. They did everything I mean, in their power to give, to give Messi that advantage, bro. It was well, pretty it embarrassing. Takes, it'll take some years, but, I mean, you're kind of building that history there. It's like she was needs to win it, you know, be like, yeah. that's why it matters. Hey, if it was good enough for Messi to win Ballon d'Oro off it, I'll definitely take cheap <laughs> to win it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Habibi, you know, I was pretty critical of uh, Mateo Chavez um, yesterday. That guy just looked like a deer in headlights. And I don't know what you thought of his performance last night. You know, I'll stick to my original opinion. I think he's a promising player. I think that, you know, he did have a shitty game yesterday. He almost sent half our team to the emergency room. But like Gago said, the reason he's playing is because I see something in him. I see something in him that I don't see in other players. And like just how Chicharito criticized Faitosin about the media, how they create like a circus and instead of focusing on the actual game. The thing with Mexican media, either, you know, you're the greatest guy in the world, you're the Mexican Messi, like with trophies when he started playing, you're the Mexican Mbappe when Yael Yael Padilla started playing, or you're like the worst player in the world and the only reason you're playing is because your dad used to be a professional or eres un hijo de papi. You know, it's like just two extremes. There's no middle. There's no, oh, you know, maybe it's like, five games in first division. He's learning the ropes. You guys get the hang of it. He's going to have downs. But we see a lot of upsides, so it's worth going through those kinks. But, no, I still think the kid is promising. He looked good in Tapatio. Uh, you know, this is where the coach and the teammates come in. This is where they got to, like, get him and say, hey, you fucked up. You played terrible. It was part of the game. Let's keep going. <laughs> How do you think Tiba's going to feel, man? You know, man? <laughs> Who did Pollo screw up? Did Pollo injure? Um, who did Pollo injure, man? I think they both hit, hit, injured him. It was was it Tiba? I think so, dude. They Damn. both they both did. Well, Tiba. never mind. Then you know, Mateo Chavez is a saint. Tiba needs to go get a <laughs> limpada. He needs to go get a lavada. They got to put a huevo over his face. <laughs> so how, be how, all both, black. how both the <laughs> injured you and send you to the hospital? <laughs> It's dangerous. Uh, blame, blame the black guy, man, or the brown guy on this one. <laughs> Did, have you guys seen this like clip? It's like a like little league soccer, and this kid's trying to clear the ball, and he hits like three or four players, oh, knocks man. them all out. You, you guys never seen that one? Uh, I think you should describe Mattel's performance yesterday. <laughs> well, that's why I was. I don't know if you remember. No, I haven't seen that. That sounds funny, though. I'm going to have to send it to you, Jaime. Yeah, dude. If I can find it, but it should still be there. For sure. I get it. You know, he's a lad. He's just a young lad. But still, man, that was pretty bad yesterday. Uh, Chivas will be facing again San Luis on Sunday. See how that goes. I'm going to go ahead and give San Luis the win. I feel like those random shitty little teams 
Chivas always struggles against. Like you're in the Caxas, you're San Luis, you're Queretaros. You it's know, they're true. like Mexico versus like Honduras, Guatemala, and then they just find a reason you know, to struggle when they shouldn't have. But you know, I see, I see, I agree with you, but I see it happen more at the Akron. So if it's a road game, it, it could be to Chivas' it's a, favor. It's a road game, so I will give, yeah, I'll give them that. I think, uh, Last season, I have to double check. I want to say we did lose to them because it was one of those early games in the season. If I don't, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe we did beat them. I don't know. I I forgot. I got to double check. Yeah, I'm not sure, but no, nah, I mean, she must be bullshitting against those little teams. But you know what? <laughs> what I like though is that um, Liga Mexican itself is back. I was looking at the stats and all the games except like the Leon Mazatlan game, which had like eight corner kicks. All the other games went over like 10 corner kicks. Each team had like 20 shots, at least half of them on target. Mm -hmm. Like entertaining game is back, man. Like if you want to watch like, you know, I'm going to compare it to uh, AFCON, the African Cup. Are you going to watch like the most? You're not going to watch, like, boring shit. You're going to watch, like, teams actually want to come out, win, attack, dirty tackles, coaches doing weird shit. Like, <laughs> you said African I Cup? I haven't, I haven't been seeing it. That? How are you what watching about the that? African Cup? I haven't seen it How yet. How are you watching those games? No, no, no. It's a bootleg channel, man. Uh... There's too many streaming apps. It's not worth paying all of them. It's just watch them on the bootleg. But no, the African Cup is an interesting as well. Like, uh, I think Ivory Coast is the host nation, and they were like out because they were like third in their group. They fired their coach. You know, they were burning Damn. their country to the ground. And then they had like a miracle result happen, including one team scoring two goals in aggregate time. So they qualified as the third best. Oh but wow! But the thing is, they had already fired their coach. <laughs> so they called, they called France and said, yo, can we borrow your women's coach? No and they, way. No, no, you're done. So they're like, shit. So they just got some random bum off the street. <laughs> and then they went. You're and lying. Beat, they went and beat Senegal, who was undefeated, led by Sadio Mane. No and now way. they're in the next round. So they went from firing their coach eliminated to playing the favorite to win the whole thing. To beating them, like you know, Dude, that's, it's <laughs> shit housery, man. That's shit, man. Crazy. Those heroes ain't gonna give you that. The World Cup ain't gonna give you that. I have to tune in, man. This is this sounds crazy. I'm looking at the results. So Angola beat uh, Namibia. Nigeria's in there. Wait, um, they beat who? Namibia. Who did Angola beat? Namibia. They said Chlamydia. They what? <laughs> yes, they beat the clap. Chlamydia. They beat the clap. <laughs> um, Egypt lost. I think that's a big upset, right? Yeah, that's a big upset. Egypt. Yeah. Egypt. If you haven't been Africa. to the World Cup, uh, I, I don't, I don't see you as a big loss, dude. They, no, they that's the World usual. Cup. We're talking dude, about Egypt. You've never been to a World Cup, dude. I don't, uh, I don't. Want Egypt to is to Africa no. what Mexico is to Concacaf. That's a big loss. No, maybe just, just in the region, right? Like just winning their local. Yeah, cup. the region. They always win oh, Africa. Okay. Yeah, but you need you need World Cup credit. And Morocco, flex. Morocco got eliminated too. The team that uh, went to the semifinals of the World Cup. 
Wait, wait, that, wait, isn't, isn't that the team that the Mexican media was sucking off with two hands about how they're a better example than Mexico? They are a better example than Mexico. Where they, they have one and they, they're sucking ass. Dude, they, 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 well, you just they're said, supposed to be world, world beaters. Cred. Which one is it? Morocco has more World Cup cred than Mexico. Which one is No, the- I'm, st- I'm... Wait, Morocco has more World Cup cred? What's wrong? They, they almost doing? made a semifinal or they or a quarter that final. gives them more credit than Mexico. Hey man, recently, yeah, in the in last recent? two years, Re- yeah. oh, recently, oh, just recently, in the last two years, this yeah. year, Bro. dude. Hey, oh, nah, wait, we only have 30 years in the past, like you, buddy. Okay, let's, come on, dude. let's count how many times Mexico has been to the semifinals of World Cup. Oh, maybe they haven't, but 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 um. Like overall, like think about it, Morocco. How many how many times has Morocco been to the World Cup? Like probably less than three, maybe two or three. And they've made a semi, bro. We've been to the World Cup like a thousand times, and we haven't been that far. It's pretty embarrassing. I'm sorry, I just realized you have a listener called FC Gorditos from Illinois. Shout out. To FC Gorditos. They're in fifth place. That sounds and They're in fifth place. Two time indoor six place. division champions, currently in fifth. They're in Illinois. <laughs> I'm from St. Louis. That's like 15 minutes away. I think I just found my new Sunday league team. <laughs> FC Gorditos. They have the right size jersey. <laughs> no, no. That's the thing. To play for them, the jersey has to be two size too small. That's so funny. So <laughs> The belly is showing. You can't play for him. Hey. <laughs> yeah, shout out to FC Gorditos. Thanks for joining us tonight. I love that name for a soccer team. That should be the. Yeah, that should I, be I, my Sunday league that. team, bro. FC FC Borrachos. The Kawameros. The We got Albert. Well, no, no, just, yeah, go ahead. Just, just really quick because. They were painting that team to be world beaters, and and here they are, you know. And and this is one thing I said, you know, like sometimes that just happens. You're you're you just get that that um that one big, you you just the chips sort of fall where they, you know, in the right place, like like Costa Rica, right? Everyone again, like well, what you, happened to you them? Still got to do it though, and Mexico hasn't, dude. I think that's the whole point. Yeah, but what Mexico's done has been a lot. Order. I agree, but it's also we haven't because it's, it's we haven't gone it, through so many years. We haven't progressed, man. I think that's the the thing. Oh, that's not, not well. That's a whole other show. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. I mean, that's a whole. We have well, like a lot of shit. Belgium. They beat Spain. Portugal. They eliminated Portugal. Yeah, dude. They lost to France. Like if if you give Mexico those those results, hey, you're gonna beat Spain, you're gonna beat Portugal, you're gonna beat Morocco was a fluke. It's not happening again. It's a fluke. You know you know who happened. You know who beat who beat Morocco in the in this African Cup? South Africa. South Africa who hasn't qualified to a World Cup. Since, uh, Since what, uh, hey, buddy, don't underestimate because and they were the first host nation to not make it off the first round. That's who what, fucking beat them. Hey, when's the last time yeah. you had a Vuvuzela smack you across the face? <laughs> <laughs> don't under, underestimate it. Una Vuvuzela de carne. I. 
<laughs> Cantina after dark. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So now nah, you know I, it's it's just one of those you know you see it all the time. You see, it. remember when Tur- when Turkey, everybody, oh my God, Turkey, yes, Turkey, yes. The revolution, or you know, Mexico's okay. And you know what? Mexico would have had that fucking if Vela, if if Vela is not a diva, Mexico would have had that fucking moment in 2014. Mm. We always yeah. we always talk about the Netherlands and they would have fucking beat fucking Costa Rica and boom, some final right there. You're assuming, man. You're yeah. assuming There's a, Morocco what did fucking it, happened. <laughs> they did it, but you know, yeah. I, that's the fucking. Hey, that was my the ball. She be my uncle, but she don't. Okay? <laughs> that was the. That was the. We, 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 we do see these flukes, like like In Albert the, says. We we see in it, Turkey, Costa Rica, South Africa. You still have to uh, acknowledge it, bro. Cameroon, in the, in the lifetime that 2014 was the fucking curse path to a fucking semifinal, and I've been hey, watching we fucking. Acknowledge America's corrupt ass winning pro day. We have to acknowledge Morocco. Hey, the, the, the pro, right. I've never hey, acknowledged pro, hey, honestly, the, the pro never is the equivalent of those fucking, what, the, what was that fucking, those tournaments they, they were playing, the one after the pandemic and the one they played, like, the Copa por Mexico. Copa That's por the equivalent Mexico. of that. It's the fucking equivalent of that. Hey, pro, they, that, they dude, cup, not even because I had more official, games. Man, it's official. <laughs> They had to, yeah. They they said it. They said it uh, much later. The Levisa sent the check. It cleared. It got declared official. It's the shortest. It's the shortest uh, Liga MX season. Wow. Ever. It, embarrassing. Ever. It's <laughs> kind of embarrassing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's been pretty pretty embarrassing. I, but isn't there also the um another tournament going on like the Asian Cup too? Yeah, yeah, the Asian, the the the, the, the yeah, the Asian Cup. Yeah, yeah, at the same time, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I'm a little racist. So I don't pay attention to that. Oh, yeah, man, it's, I don't know, man. It's an Asian Cup, like you know, all I know is that Japan's the best. That's honestly, honestly, they, they, honestly, they why do I have to watch? Honestly, they talk a lot of shit about the Gold Cup, but that fucking Asian Cup. Come on, outside of Australia, Korea, and uh, Japan. and Japan, fuck, man. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, there, there's no hype, man. Oman, all those fucking. Come on, man. It's like three nerds versus like a bunch of poor people. Like nobody wants to watch that. Damn, on, dude. And, and the like, and the Japan and the fucking worst tournament in the world is gonna upset Japan. Never. And Copa Oro is the worst fucking tournament in the world. Come on. Well, I mean, it is. Yeah. It is. Copa Oro is pretty no, bad. Dude. No, 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 look, at the, look, at Asian, look at the fucking Asian Cup. Come on. At least the fucking Caribbean countries fucking le meten ahí huevos. The Asian Cup is yeah. neutral, my guy. The Gold Cup's in the U.S. every time, so Mexico. Uh, they already set up the bracket because they know Mexico in the who's, U.S. Uh, who's hosting it? Who's hosting Qatar. it? Oh, Qatar. Oh, wow. Qatar. They're all in. They're so they in. they finally found some use yeah. uh, for those stadiums. I thought they were going to break them down. Yeah, 
They also wanted some Olympics too. They wanted the Olympic, uh, the Olympics too. I don't, Let's I don't know. Let's not get carried gonna... away. Let's not get carried away. But hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, like, like, yeah, said, like Arab money. Arab money. Doesn't sound very Qatari. Like Arab uh, money. Come on. They're gonna have to cover up all the athletes. Like I, I'm confused. You know, I don't, I don't think that would work. But uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly Ooh. haven't been paying attention to the either either cup. Honestly. Hey, it's uh, hey, it's because you're focused on uh, on the mighty league I am making. So then, what no. the, what's going to happen in 2025? With what? Well, because like if they're doing all these cups right now, like typically there's one cup per year, no? Then they're doing them all in the same year. No, uh, the the the, oh, yeah, the, right. the the no the the African and the Asian. It's by it's like a it's a by 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 yearly every two years, just like Copa Oro. Isn't the Euro this year too? No, yeah, the Euros this year. No, wow. no, the, the Euros this year. The, oh, Euro, this the Euros year, this, this year. Summer? Yeah, God, yeah, this damn, summer, bro. It's like the fucking soccer gods have blessed us. We got all the confederations playing this year. That's crazy. I don't think that's and ever happened before. Uh, no. Well, well we don't have Copa Oro. Oh, you know what right. that reminds me of? This MLS account was like serious and it tweeted, you know, since we have oh, all these, we like, have the- since we have all these confederation tournaments. It'd be pretty cool, like if the champions of each tournament faced each other, and everyone was like, "Man, when did you start watching soccer?" <laughs> that was a fucking confederation cup. <laughs> well, yeah, he was being. Serious. Are they He's bringing like, that one back or no? They should, no. and they really no, should. They're bringing it back because no. they're doing the they're doing the expanded World Cup next year. Mm. We're fucking. It's mm. gonna be fucking what thirty eight teams or uh, club clubs World Cup clubs World Cup. Yeah, yeah it's gonna man, be the expanded. Oh, oh, but Albert, I have faith they'll return. No, no cap. I'll take a club Jesus world cup man. over a confederations cup. So, so next you year, next year, you don't want Mexico, you don't want Mexico's only FIFA trophy. Why to, not to both? Still be hey, I rather watch yes, Chivas get spanked by Real Madrid than watch <laughs> whoever Australia versus Brazil. But you know what? The, the, you know what? The last versions of the Conference Cup are good because fucking teams were taking their, their they were they were taking like, like their good teams. So so you had good fucking. It was good competition for Mexico. When was the it, last it, one? They were good. The last one was in uh with the Russia one. Brazil, they right? got, oh Russia. The, oh. The 2017. When that got Mexico got, uh, they lost to Brazil and they lost to to Italy, Germany. but uh, they, yeah. they they no who was in the group. I know it was Brazil and it was Italy. I don't know who fucking else was in that group. Wait, that was that was 2013. That was 2013. No, that wasn't getting It was Portugal, Portugal, Mexico, Russia, New Zealand. And 17? Oh, okay. That was the other one. The group, but the group we were saying was that wasn't getting. But wait, the group with Italy and Brazil. That was that was like 2013. My bad. My bad. That was when Chewy just said, "Fuck it, I'm not a goalie anymore," and put his hands up. Yeah. With that pure low yeah, right. but, but I mean, Mex, Mex played good. I mean, they just, you expect them to beat Italy and Brazil? Yes. That was odd for yes. me. <laughs> what's the yeah, point of, what's the point of watching if you, oh, if you expect yeah, to yeah, You know what was the worst one? That 2001 when fucking Ojito, Med, Ojito Mesa took a fucking... Uh, oh, a Europe in old wounds, man. Europe in They took a Australia, no? Yeah, he lost, he lost a three, he lost two. I think he lost to Korea, France, and Australia. Well, fucking France fucking let him have it. 
And I think they were all goleadas. Like, they were all, like, by three goals. Like, for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're putting and no wounds, dude. They're out where she took, every, time I hear, every, every time I hear people say, oh, the dark times of Mets, and it's, like, more current, I was, like, I'm, like, Bane, like, when he's telling bad men. Mexico lost 2-0 to Australia, 4-0 to France. Yeah. And 2 1 to Korea. Oh, there you Ojitos go. Three took... defeats, though, man. And then you have Ojitos... all the goals. Ojitos Fine. took one of the most fucked up rosters I have ever seen from Mexico in an official tournament. It was like a fucking uh, real fucked up. He, he said in the podcast see. that players told him not to call them up. Oh. He had mm-hmm. Osvaldo Sanchez, Claudio Suarez, Joaquin Beltran, David Oteo, Davino. Rangel, Juan Pablo Rodriguez, Abundis, Borghetti, Osorno. I mean, that doesn't seem too bad, bro. No, that no there was some fucking guys. guys. You misled me, Albert. Cabuto. That were fucking national guys. Pavel Pardo, Germán Villa, Antonio de Nigris, Coyote, Octavio Valdez, Victorino, Victor Ruiz, Oscar Daut, Hugo Chavez, Luis Ernesto Perez. No, dude. Solid. Mm. Yeah, mm. He did say there were some players that told him not to not to call oh, him. Wow, though, I think Wow would have been nice. Uh, I guess I guess, like, I guess he didn't get the team to which is sucked. Uh, I think it was just Ohito. I don't know. It was a. It happens. How, how it happens to me all the time. My mm-hmm. my mind rewrites rewrites my memories. Hey, speaking of uh, you know what? No, 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 no. You know what? I'm confusing it with the fucking team that. Uh, that uh, that fucking Basco took to the Copa Copa Oro 2002. My bad, my bad. Yeah, that was a real fucked up thing. <laughs> what were you gonna say, uh, Habibi? No, I was gonna say, uh, speaking of Ojitos and Mexican coaches, did you guys see with uh, Nestor La Torre? No, that wasn't Nestor La Torre, I think it was Ricardo Pelas. It was one of them, too, one of them white Mexicans, man. <laughs> and uh, they said when Potro Gutierrez, he was like taking over the Mexican national team, I guess. It was, it was Nestor. Yeah, Nestor. Uh, it was Nestor. That he was talking about that they had to teach him how to dress. Because <laughs> he dressed yeah. like a bomb. <laughs> yeah, like this guy. And I was like, bro, like, you right? But what kind of person are you to set somebody out like that? Basically, call him like a boss. Like, we got to teach him how to dress, put on a suit. What is he, a monkey? <laughs> no, mommy. That's why those kids are the best, man. It, it was like, uh, hey, which of the what he said, though. Hey, but, but what he said is true when he's like. No, I get it. It's true, but you're representing Mexico, dude. Like, you're not going as yourself. Imagine you're going to be a boy. Now you're Disney. I'm going to be Chango. No te sabes vestir, okay? Oh. Huh. That's pretty funny. It was a burn, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I feel it like Albert's funny, having though. that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from ESPN Football Ficante who was getting a little action during the Zoom. <laughs> oh. I'm, was, chewing, oh, I'm, chewing, oh, I'm chewing gum. I'm chewing gum. My bad. Oh, oh man. Okay. It was, yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm chewing gum, my bad. 
I mean, that's what happened to Phil Jackson when he uh, interviewed for the F- Chicago Bulls. He showed up in like overalls and he was like a hippie. He was a hippie because he was a hippie. He and was then, a hippie, yeah. And then they're like, uh, yeah, no, you're not going to join the Bulls. <laughs> like, you know, they had to teach him how to like dress up in a suit and tie and stuff. So, yeah, you know, happens in football, uh, sports, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I remember like when Al- Al- Alan Iverson was like, M- public enemy number one because he would dress up like yeah the cornrows and the and the, and the street loose clothes. pants and, yeah. yeah yeah practice a hey, public enemy one to who though to who to the you oh, know and caring to the to the establishment to the people that don't have a lot of um melanin is it melanin to the people that watch friends and binge it <laughs> to the people that uh <laughs> When they say let's go get Mexican food, they eat at Chipotle or Taco Bell. Yeah, I was they ask for Chipotle, you gave to the people that for the doubt. Taco Bell, yeah. <laughs> to, to the people that to the people that call uh, quesibirrias bar, barbacoa enchiladas. <laughs> to, to the, the people pe- that call a taco <laughs> a crunchy taco with cheese and hey. tomato. To the people that don't season taco their Bell chicken. Low- <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a Taco Bell low key is Mexican. Oh my! Oh my God. God! Listen, to this guy. First, he said Cruz Azul oh. is above Chivas. Now he says Taco Bell is Mexican. You just lost your Mexican wow. card. Yeah, man. No, no, I didn't. No, you could go. You could go to the lettuce flight is because you're old. So you're that grandpa that says crazy shit. See, that's because you're 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 stuck in your ways, bro. Like like you're. Like you, you, you don't see the matrix, like the right? I need the cilantro already... stuck on my ways. Come on. You know what? I'm gonna tell you how. Uh, there's an actual Mex restaurant that does the tacos like that, with the hard shell and the carne molida. So if you you study like the history of how that started. The guy yeah. that started Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the, 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 It's funny that you say the restaurant is in San Bernardino. Yeah. It's it's a it's yes, called, it's, it's, it's considered it's considered a historical site. Yes, <laughs> it is. Damn. And the dude, so so the dude that that started Taco Bell, he would go there and he was trying to recreate the taco and he couldn't. And that the, the owner was like, you know what? I'm just gonna show you how to do this shit. And then he he ended up doing the. You know, I remember my. Gr- I remember my grandma and my mom making tacos de carne molida. It wasn't a, it wasn't that fucked up. Uh, it was actually, you know, ground beef. Yeah. It wasn't that concoction that they make. It was, it was actually yeah, tacos, mom, de, de, tacos de molida. See, de what carne the molida. hell was yeah, that? Yeah, usually with, with a taco dorado, right? That's just being in the trenches, my papa. guy. That's just being in the trenches. That's all. But hey, but it was Mexican dude cooking that food that made yeah, it like that. And I remember my dad was a ref. And when they were at Colegio de Arbitro, the the uh, the guy that ran it, his wife, she would do a senadoria from her kitchen. I remember it was tacos de, car- de carne molida, yeah, at dorados. Yeah, you, you know, that's the, that's the whole thing. It's it's if you rank him, of course, to the to the best tacos or to the, the you know, of course, they're at the bottom of the they're at the bottom plate. It's still Mexican. Let's just say Taco Bell yeah. is as Mexican as Cade Cowell. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> but I want to know what the hell was <laughs> cooking. For this I, want, I want to know. 
I want to know what was cooking in San Bernardino because uh, McDonald's is from there originally too. Yeah, oh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's another, there's another, uh, and then uh, Del Taco uh, came out of uh, Barstow, which is uh, uh, a couple minutes north. Yeah, the, the, I use a hotbed for, for yeah. I think Jack and no, no, Jack and Bucks from San Diego, uh, uh, Carl Jr. from uh, Orange County. Which there was another one that the came habit. from San Bernardino. No, the habit from San Bernardino. No, I'm not sure. No, no but San Bernardino, man, it was you know, it was druggies and fast food. <laughs> well, you must have been smoking some good shit. Right? Like, yeah, out uh-huh. there you gotta fucking be out there. You gotta fucking you know be on something. Have we been insulted? But I bet he's made those runs to the to the bell late night. To the bell. I know he's had a cheesy cordita crunch. Hey, no, I'm gonna man. be honest. No, I'm gonna I'm, be I'm honest. Phobic. That's pretty. I remember. I'm gonna be. Honest. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. As I got I an older, I, I can't handle that meat no more. I can't handle that. Uh, it's too spicy for me. I can't handle <laughs> he didn't sound like he can't handle that meat. What are we talking about again? It's not even meat. It's fucking soy. It's <laughs> taco <laughs> soya. You know how xenophobic I am. If I see somebody in a White Castle line through drive through, I judge them. Ah, oh, dude, I'm jealous. We don't have White Castle where I live. I, I I think it's Same, I never, it's so I, good, bro. I just had the, the box stuff, which I don't think is nothing, nothing like the, the actual one. Right? No, I'm gonna tell you the truth. White Castle. I was in Vegas. Yeah. And we had a we, 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 we had a couple of drinks. I've we been to that over, one. And they hit the spot, but then I had dude. it sober and it, and it wasn't as good. Yeah, dude. You can only, <laughs> dude. That's when I. That's the first so time cool. I had it. That's the first time I had White Castle was in Las Vegas, and it was so. There's, 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 there's three. There's three in. There's three in the Vegas area. One so bomb. in Fremont, and Fremont, where the half-naked people are, Fremont, and then one in the, I believe, the Harrah's. And then, and when you're driving out, if you drive out to Southern California, there's a, in, I think, uh, there's a, there's a gas station that has that has a, a, a White Castle. So there's like three in that area. Mm. Well, well, I'm sure we'll be seeing Alexis Vega there shortly, sometime in his career. He, he's going to be flipping burgers or eating there. Because I don't know what he's doing with his career, dog. I really don't. It's it's perplexing. It's like he's just finding – he's finding – it's like self – It's he's, he's into self-sabotage. That's what it is. Yeah. Also, man, what's going on with, like, Toluca's, like, uh, social media and, like, marketing team? Like – they make these like low budget like videos to announce their signings. It's like it's like they use their whole budget to sign the player, and then they're like, "Hey man, just take out a phone and start recording us making a video." Like it's just like so. Well, somebody's nephew. Well, well, well. The Lucas, one of the clubs that they they don't generate a lot of money. They they uh, they depend heavily on the turnstiles on on the people that come in. That's uh, the. Uh, so I mean I don't I honestly don't think they have a budget for you know like yeah. Pachuca you know to be to be doing fucking you know fucking short films. Like I, I feel bad for like Andres Guardado, uh, you know his welcoming at León after seeing what they did for Chicharo. It's like, damn. Bro. Oh yeah, it's uh, yeah. Come on, it's like come on, Amari's fucking does Hollywood. Hey, fucking to be fair, one is the biggest club in the country and welcoming the biggest Mexican legend. In the last 20 years. And another one's the Equipo de Rancho for a player who played in mid table teams. So 
Okay. Who's called El Princeso by most fans? He's called El Príncipe because he debuted young, but he has no royalty characteristics in his career. But I've seen a lot of people call him El Princeso. They use the uh, they use the 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 letters that you typically see at quinceañeras, bro. <laughs> Not only do they use them, they rent to them. They what? They rent to them, like a lady that organizes quinceañeras. Oh yeah, they. they <laughs> hey, I just need a bar room for like five minutes, man. How much do you charge me for that? <laughs> Yeah. To rent, rent oh. who? They didn't even pay her. They gave her a little. No, so like. Vergara was renting the Chivas players. He was renting Chivas players? Yes, sir. You could pay and they would send a Chivas player to your party. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was the thing with the Vergara that, okay, so he wanted to, max, he wanted to maximize profits. And it was like if, if, you, were, if you were having a, a party for your little Kevin. You could you could get Bofo or, or Ramosito. You're lying. You guys are hating. No, yeah, that was not money. That was not money. No, I'm telling you, I wish you had done that. Think about it. You you have Alexis Vega. You know he's not. Some guys call you and say, "Hey, Amaury, estamos haciendo la fiesta, la peda y todo, pero todos están bien aburridos." Vega walks in with two tamarindo vodka bottles. You know, <laughs> the party gets lit. And you're getting paid for it. Oh, my God. That's, that's honestly, 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 it's, it's mean, not that we're, we're the party squad. We're here to play, we're here to play games. Oh, my God. Honestly, it's not part of this world because in the, in the NFL, Gronk, his agent would have run him out to parties. Like he, he would, There's an article where he goes to parties and, like, Sometimes it's just he said it would get awkward, like he he wouldn't know what to say, and like he didn't really want to indulge, so he would like keep to himself, so it would get awkward. But yeah, he his agent would uh, you know uh, send them out to personal parties. You think they ever used them for bachelor <laughs> bachelorette a, parties? Bachelorette parties? Oh, you know that. <laughs> he has the money. Oh, yeah, no. They they use the, they use they they use Hector Reynoso. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. <laughs> I know that. I mean, like Johnny Football, right? They like he he would sell like his autographs and memorabilia because he wasn't getting paid as a college player, right? So I get it, man. You got to make your money somehow. But but look, even Gronk, he's a multimillionaire, and he would fucking do parties. I mean, I guess that I I guess that fancied him. I don't know. That's crazy. Hey, but if I will respect Guardado for one thing. Is that what Chicharito's getting all this high end treatment? He wasn't able to keep his girl while Guardado was. So yep. that's a loyal one. Right he wasn't now. able to what? Chicharito wasn't able to keep his girl, even though he's living the life of a king, while Guardado's living the uh, life of a prince. It's easier yeah. when you're on your second marriage, dog. Then Chicharito was with an influencer. Come on, man. No, no. Guardado, uh, he. he we went over this earlier. He he got married twice, dog. Oh, wow. Oh, Oof. Oof. Oh, he has to keep her mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and, and they had that whole thing with Guardado because they take the babysitter to the World Cup. I don't guys remember that. That's kind of stupid. Wait, are you complaining that like a babysitter gets to go to the World Cup? 
Yeah, people were making a big deal about it. What the fuck? Sign me up. You need a chauffeur? What do you need, buddy? I'll go to the World Cup. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but, you know, shit. I mean, I'm sure she just wanted to enjoy the World Cup without having a a kid there. So, yeah. But then it's Qatar. Hey, you know, so how much fun can you actually have, you know? You know you know who really enjoyed his life as a, as a single guy? Uh, Ochoa. Uh, do, uh, do I have time to, to call you to the recall a little story Ooh. with Ochoa that I, that I saw? I'm down for that. Okay, so, so this is the first Mexico game I worked with Zoom. In 2007, they played, I believe, it was a makeshift team, and they played a makeshift team from Chile. So what's the name? So I'm, I'm in the mix zone, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to just be cool. And then I see like a, a pretty, a pretty girl in a, in a, in a, in a tight dress. And I'm like, she's not fucking media. And then, and then uh, a guy <laughs> from a guy from a, I'm not gonna say what what network, a Spanish network. He. He 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 shows he talks to a guy from uh from La Federacion, then the guy from La Federacion talks to a guy from Zoom, and then the guy from Zoom, the he doesn't he doesn't tell me but he tells uh, uh another uh another gentleman another gentleman that was working uh, with the uh, game crew he tells him uh pa- pasa pasa la a la muchacha pasa la al vestidor, so Ooh. the guys they go. They, they go and the, the guys from the TV station. They, they you know they do their fucking interview, blah blah blah, and then uh, they basically told Cho, "Ay, te trajimos esto." So la empieza a gasajar allí. Ooh, estás bien buena. Damn. Yeah. Damn, this is good. I saw it with my fucking eyes. Keep going, bro. Keep going. <laughs> This is Cantina After Hours. <laughs> I was already pulling out the Kleenex and the lotion, man. Don't stop now. <laughs> Wait, so uh, what, what was she? She was just like a thought? Or like, what was she, like a hooker? She what was, was uh, a high-end lady of the night. Oh. Damn. Well, that shut posing, down one Posing as media. Or yeah, because it was it was it was literally the girl was hanging. She had no business there. It didn't look like she wanted to fucking watch the game. She was I I can't remember what she was wearing. She was wearing a tight gray dress, mm. <laughs> and she was like she was cute. She was blonde, and then, and then uh, it was like one thing led to another. The guy from the federation comes to the guy from Zoom. The guy from Zoom calls my friend and la pasaron. Wait, so was this before or after the game? Oh, after that game, bro. Uh, okay, so his knees were already weak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they had lots of fucking Chile's fucking C team. Dude, I mean, I saw that with Marco Fabian um, after the game in San Jose um, when he was at Philly. Uh, yeah, dude, like after the game, he had like two of them just waiting for him um, by the, like where the typical, where typically where the bus is to take the players back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were just waiting for him. I'm like, damn, dude. Damn, the life of a footballer, the man. The life of a footballer. Hey. hey. But then, you know, they have parties like the one in Monterrey, so it's not, you know, it's, it's not always, you know. Then you end up like fucking Salcido. Well, you don't like Agua de Pino? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, boys, we're at the two-hour two mark. 
I want to give you guys uh, the rest of your night back and, and give the opportunity to to have your closing thought for the night. I want to thank you all for, for all joining us. Um, but yeah, the floor is yours. Uh, my closing thought, I like what I saw from Kao uh, uh, last last night. The guy, the guy is, I, I think he's going to make everybody forget uh, uh, Alexis. I mean, Alexis made everybody forget about him, but it's going to, it's like, it's it's not going to matter. It's Kao's like a, that was legit, man. Uh, those strides, wow! And he's got he's got power. I think I think he's gonna. I think I I, I honestly I don't I don't know how 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 uh, how 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 long is that contract is, but the uh, I don't think he's gonna last long. Which he was. How do you feel about him playing out of position though? Because I feel like that's been the biggest issue with me. It's like he's not a striker, yeah. you know. But you know what? He just he just has that athletic. That athletic element that the the lets the lets um uh you know overcome that he's he's a, he, he's he's what we call he's a he's a stud man he's a he's a stud he 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 has those tools that you know allow him to adjust and be a factor. That's yeah. what I, that's how I see it. I just thought that the 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 best glimpse that we saw from him yesterday was the last play he had, which you know he was on the wing, he cuts in, he takes a shot, almost goes in. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And I'm like, Chicharito's and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn, bro. Well, uh, you should just stick to that position because him being the nine is not easy. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I like what I see from him so far. Hmm? Habibi, what you got for me, man? You know, I'm gonna say um, that one of the biggest concerns with the global game right now is that the youth. Don't watch the domestic leagues. You know, everybody wants to watch Champions League, Euros, World Cup, mm-hmm. but nobody wants to watch MLS, Liga Mekis, Leagues Euro, Cup, Leagues Cup. You know, everybody wants to watch the cream of the crop, which I get, it. I understand. But you know, Liga Mekis right now has a good thing going on. Like I said, a lot of offensive games. You know, each team getting at least ten shots. Not that John's on target, because remember, it's like got Mekis. Out of those 10, <laughs> two might be on target. But uh, the effort is there. The refs are coming out, and they're explaining you their VAR decisions. That's huge. You know, I, at first I was like, what the hell? But I think it's cool. I think it's interesting in that perspective. So if you're out there looking for a league you want to watch, I think Liga Mekis is it. You know, it's, it's like your purest form of soccer you know, it's like Sunday league. You know how that one Sunday league coach pays the ref before the game so things can go their way? <laughs> it has everything. It has corruption. It has storyline. It has offense, no defense. It has Americans <laughs> playing with Mexicans. Like, Leon Mekis is the shit, bro. We got other, drama. You know, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, the other leagues, they're the baddies. You know, they're the Instagram models. Yeah, are they fine? Are they hot? Yeah, cool. But something about that girl next door, man, you know, just something about her. You got pieces <laughs> that girl next door. Yeah, what did uh, Tommy say? It's like, I got filet mignon at home, but sometimes McDonald's just hits right, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know McDonald's fries. You know they're going to be in your gut forever and never, like, deteriorate. There's just something about them, man. Something about them. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good closing thought. Um, you know, we had – um. Ray Orozco earlier on the show and he was saying how it's not easy to um, 
consume you know Liga Mekis in English because there's no content out there. So I think that's like a you know a big challenge for the league is like now that you have Cade Cal there, you have Brandon Vasquez, you have Chicharito, you have players that are drawing people that are not Mexican. Um, you would like to see that kind of content that they can follow and watch and, and listen to. Because um, Liga Mekis, man, is is entertaining. Like, you know, you saw a fucking Barney Rubble, you know, on the in the locker room start to go at it with the other coach and they started, you know, fight and try to choke each other out, dude. Like, you only see that shit in Mexico, dude. It's just it's just drama and entertainment. And no, you know, you know, you know. capitalize on that. And one thing you brought up is uh, Brandon Vasquez. I need to apologize, Brandon Vasquez. I've been calling him a bum. I've been hating on him. I've been saying he's like overhyped. That boy is hitting some headers that you can yeah. tell he has skill. Like he has skill. But if someone needs to be hated on, it's Pinchi Ricardo Pelaez. For not signing him because transfers didn't justify his price. Yeah, really, really, my guy. So fuck Ricardo Pelas, fuck Buste. <laughs> Damn, what does have to do with this? Catchphrase. <laughs> Joel, closing thoughts, man. I wanted to add on, on what you were mentioning about Orozco and the English, because yeah, we've had this discussion with him. A few times before, and Liga Mix has tried it, or, or it's not like they don't even look into it. Uh, it's just they know that Cholos gave up on it. Cholo, didn't Cholos give yeah. give up on the on their English content? Yeah, uh, America. Yeah, and America, even, America hired a white guy from uh, I think from Philadelphia or New York to head their America their American uh, efforts, and they yeah. just gave up on it. They the even didn't America even open some offices here, like in yeah, New York. It was in New York. I think it was yeah. in New York. New York. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and they, the they heard a white guy. Yeah. Yeah. The league has looked into it. It's just they, they haven't gotten like the the positive results or the good returns to justify uh, that. But look, my friend, that, my friend, my friend that did the English. Uh, he would. He was the English PR for Cholos. He told me that that just. The league in general did not see it necessary. So they were so that's why you got half ass yeah. efforts or you didn't Look, get efforts at all. I'm yeah, and that's part of those efforts. And like this is the truth, and my apologies, but I'm gonna tell you why hasn't been working. They're trying to attract English speakers. Their mind is trying to attract Americans. Americans don't even watch MLS, they watch Premier League. So the last thing they want to do is watch English version of the Mexican League. What you need to do is create Spanglish content. Where oh. you got that no sabo who his mom That's been tried. It's been tried. And he can't speak it, but he can understand it. So you make it to a no sabo, like a pocho content. That's been tried too. Bilingual Spanglish content. And I guarantee you that shit will take off. Could I ask for an opinion? What did you guys think of uh, Tom Marshall? Uh, he's I mean, a great guy, but I mean, I think he's been like off the social media lately. No, he 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 gave up. He gave he he works as a he works as a scout for the for Atlanta, and I think it was it wasn't it wasn't going good for him at the end because he he was uh he was starting to write in Spanish and he was saying that. Oh, uh, you know, what do you guys think about me doing more stuff in Spanish? So I don't, I don't, I do not, uh, I, I do not think uh, uh, the, the the English content was paying off. 
I, you no, know, that's what I'm saying. You got to do Spanglish, man. I think, like, Tom, I mean, Tom was the only one that was really representing, you know, the English content. I think he was doing a great job at it. Because, like, we, no, well, he, was, he, he was doing well, a good job, but he, but you could tell the guy, he, it, it wasn't his league because he would do stuff like when he would do the, the 10 greatest moments in Mexican soccer, he would, la- he would leave out shit like uh, Hugo's last uh, game with Pumas. Or stuff like that, and then he would put stuff like that from the Mex, from the uh, from the Liga Femenil. So you could history wise, you knew. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. Up. Well, I could, I could, I could, cause I, I know I'm pretty good. Um, and then he would say stuff like, like he would do stuff like, oh, why, why would, why would Chivas, uh, well, oh, like he couldn't yeah. comprehend, he couldn't comprehend well, why that, Chivas. A lot of that stuff was wasn't, a lot of that stuff wasn't like his fault. Yeah, uh, he couldn't keep in Chivas mind that started Chivas USA, and it was fucking easy no. because Chivas. Were, there's a lot of Chivas fans in the U.S. That that's why they fucking started. No, no, but 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 what happened was like so for like in ESPN, he wasn't like the editor, so you have to write shit that is was from the editor, and they yeah. were kind of going that way, and so oh. at one point their editor was like a 19 year old girl that just had just graduated. Oh fuck! That's that's who they put. Oh shit! I'm not gonna care. say names. Uh, I think I think that's when all that shit was going on about like you need representation and all of this. No, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Huh? I think I know who you're talking about. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I know the name. I don't. I don't want to say names because because you know. Just tell me this. She worked in MLS. too, no? Yeah. Yeah. I know she is. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> I knew you would know. Wow. Uh, wow. I would read her work and I was like, wow, wow. I mean, I was like, wow. This is, this is, I'm not criticizing yeah. the No, quote, but, but, but so that, that makes it difficult. Like, if you're, you know, you're yeah, trying yeah. to write shit and then it's like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. you have an, and they want you to and, do certain stuff, but and, he, and he Tommy, got really far because he, <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, it's, you know, you go to, to England, and yeah. he he got pretty far to start as writing, and then to end up doing. Uh, I think he was in Fox first. I think he was in Fox Sports. Don't don't get me wrong. He would break like, down fucking Osorio, and he would do like the uh, you know the youth players. He was good, but then but when, but you could tell he didn't have that. He wasn't he wasn't he wasn't raised, or he wasn't from you know the. The Liga Amicus universe. So when he would do like historical shit, like it was like it was really lacking because that, you could tell that was his forte. For oh, sure. yeah. You know, sometimes it's like a sometimes it's like a, like a group thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. you're not like just doing it by yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I've done because I've done work where it's like like stuff like that, and it's like I didn't get byline, um, but. But like yeah, like you said, cause he did he did that. All but I mean, cool. he did the, he did the, uh-huh. he did that list where the the ten greatest moments in Liga MX history. He leaves out uh, Hugo winning the title oh. and, and leaving for Spain, and he uh, leaves, he leaves uh, out the uh, Campanissimo. To be fair, to be fair, man, there's really a guy who you. came from England, went to Mexico, started covering a foreign league, who according to Joel is ran by narcos. And, and you know what he did put? He put a, a, a classical <laughs> feminine as one of his top moments. Even fucking hey, Martin Lanz. The way I saw it is when the 
German guy tries tacos for the first time, and all Mexicans go crazy. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's a white English guy covering hey. the Mexicans. More power to him. Anything yeah. he says. No, but but honestly, but I, but let's be honest. There's a lot of there's a lot of Mexican Mexican American Mexican Americans that that could have done a good a good job too. And and you know they offered. But the thing was that no, Tom was in Mexico. Also, so he... eat tacos. He was in Mexico though. That's that's also the big thing. He was in Mexico. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah. You're right. All right, folks. And, uh, uh, I got what you said. Go ahead. Wait, my thing got hijacked. You, yeah, I, dude. I didn't even get to finish. Go. My okay, I'm signing off. Goodbye. Good night. Yes, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I just want to finish it up. No. So, yeah, I agree. The, the, the club, the league, and the clubs have looked into the English stuff. And, and that's a big reason why they don't do it because it's, it's, the results haven't been there. Uh, even the Spanglish. Uh, I forgot which. I don't know if it was on the or who it was, but they were showing it on Facebook. Uh, you, so you could, look, and it was Chiba games. And yeah, they were in Spanglish. Yeah, they had, and they you had would see the majority of people. Doing commentary. Yeah, and, and you would see the majority of the people if you went to the chat. I even took screenshots. Dude, they were just talking mad shit. And it was like, you didn't really see any English speakers in there watching it. It was just like, hey, man, what's with this English bullshit and blah, blah. So it's kind of still not there, and they, they know it. But uh, um, Orozco, what was his last name? Ray, Ray, um, Ray Orozco. Yeah. What, what he did say that I agree was, like, social media. So I do think if the league could do, like, some, like, like use, like, uh, TikToks or, like, goal reels or stuff like that, I think that would hit. But but we've also said here why it's difficult because uh, all the footage belongs to all these different yeah. like fifty different televisoras, yep. so that kills that. But I yep. do think something like that, like like just like clips on like under this madre clips on like goals. I do think that people would would more people would start tuning into the league. Yeah. But they need they, to do that. They would need to hire. They would need to hire people from over here because they, they, no, like you man. can see the Chivas. They hire people in Mexico, and it's like it's Google. It's Google Translate English. Come on. No, it is. I'm telling you, they need you to do it, English. Yeah. yeah. Americans are super patriotic, man. They, they did already. Why are you listening? No, they need to Spanglish. <laughs> And stick to it. <laughs> what do I get from and the my second, my second wants to watch we got Mekis, man. I think there's I think there's curiosity around the world though, dude. I think like people are curious to know a little bit more about Liga Mekis and I think Asians, that's who we need to push for. Asians, Koreans, yes. Japanese. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, what was the name of that guy on Twitter? He was part of the English Mekis uh, community, he would say Oh, we do the job. We do the job. The Liga MX teams don't do. What's that guy's know. name? No idea. <laughs> it was some guy. It was some guy. Oh. And you know what? I'll just keep it at that because I'm gonna start talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna. My, my second second what? closing thought, just really quick. Yeah. Was I'm beautiful. The whole thing because he's getting called a little bitch. They're saying that he backed down bitch. and he didn't want to fight. But I, I he think he's, he's kind of he learned. <laughs> I think he learned his lesson from the whole Martinoli. And I do think he, in his, because I know that his main thing is the national team. 
And I think he wants to like make his way back there. No, the national team is not going to touch him. You're going to be my coach, and you be up there squaring up. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's right now public enemy. He's not something like that's not going to help him. He's going to hurt him more. Hey, while Jimmy Lozano is doing TikToks with like Taylor Swift. If he wants to win the people over, he needs to dar unos madrazos. Buddy, all right? He needs a good Copa America. That's, that's what Jimmy needs. Anything else will open the door for the Piojos and, and the others. I want to um, ask you guys a question, and this will be my closing thought. What do you guys think of the leaked Mexico jerseys? I don't know if you've seen them. Oh, they're fucking nasty, dude. I hate them. Do you, know what, like you know what I think it is? Stuff. You know what I think it is? Everybody's talking about after the the Cat Williams uh, uh, podcast. <laughs> everybody was talking about the humiliation ritual. That's what I think fucking Adidas doing with Mexico. It's a fucking humiliation ritual. These fucking dudes are nasty. The dress, it's like it's like putting yeah, the dress on them. They're they're finding <laughs> the most fucking ridiculous, embarrassing fucking jerseys they could put. It started with that pink fucking jersey, and yeah. now with this shit. And you know what I'm looking forward? I'm looking forward Dennis to did it too with that the Charlie Brown looking one. No, nah, but that wasn't as bad. I'm looking forward to all those fucking influencers who, who are going to get their free jersey and they're going to be fucking tucking wonders. Oh, well, this peacock represents it's this in Mexico. And you know, fucking some <laughs> bullshit like that. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, Adidas have <laughs> been disrespecting Mexico ever since they did the Power Rangers jersey and I'm I'm over it, dude. I I think there's other brands out there that would. I, I want me, I want Mexico to go back to Nike, bro. I, I thought Nike was great, and we we had them for such a short time. Hey, it could be worse. It could be with Charlie. I would take Charlie. Charlie? <laughs> I think Charlie, without all the ugly ass sponsors, looks fine. Yeah, Charlie's Charlie, great, man. Charlie looks like fucking Sunday League stuff, man. Come on. No, come on, man. That's that's you being up. Mexican being a hater. That's you being a pocho, man. Look at our best designs. They were they were designed from a Mexican, you know, brand like yeah. Abba bring Sport. Bring back the fucking bring back fucking Abba Sport, man. Atletica. Atletica. That's what I'm saying, dog. Yeah, I don't know about a humiliation ritual or any of that, but what I say is uh, that jersey's ugly as fuck. <laughs> it's one of those jerseys that even if you try it in person, it's gonna look better. You know what is it? Uh, Pavo Real. Uh, yeah, it's a pavo real, yeah. Pavo real, real, yeah. No, no man, it's un pavo real is para el culito apantollar. That's it, bro. <laughs> I mean, that jersey is hideous. Whoever came up with it was probably that 19 year old MLS editor girl, you know, yeah. trying to attract God knows who. Because all I know, that looks like something your abuelita has as a mantel on the table. <laughs> It's like oh, your uniforms get stolen for Sunday League and you ask your grandma if you can use her curtains or her something to like make jerseys. Like that shit is. It's like if you make a thing of the dead altar and it's it's the what you cover the table with. I'm not you know what? Dead, but yeah. You know, you know, you know what it looks like. It was. It looks like a shirt Cornelio Reina would wear, fucking singing Norteñas in the fucking seventies. What's some nineteen seventies hoochie mama in the back of the stadium? Yo, <laughs> so nineteen seventies fucking uh, uh, 
Relámpagos del Norte. I I agree the logo sucks. <laughs> I will say though, I've been wanting I've been wanting a burgundy jersey for such a long time. But not this one, dude. This but fucked up. I, I I also think that the leaks are very unflattering. I think like once they actually cuz I mean the, the, it does it looks it doesn't look like it's like the real thing. I think like once Adidas comes out with like the the actual photos and and people start wearing it, I think it's gonna look better in person. Hmm. I actually uh, have a burgundy jersey, Jaime. From Atletica. Yes, I have that one. That wow. one was fire, that was dude. Nice. Still wearing it cause it... Those fucking the shorts, the solid yeah. navy shorts, fucking solid. Yeah, I yeah. see. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. You know. I, I like. I think in person it will probably look better. Uh, but I, there is no defending that home the away jersey. That away jersey is really ugly. And it's like a ran over and those are tire tracks. And it's and it's such a shame too because this is a this isn't just like for the gold cup. This is for the you know Copa America. But you know I I'm 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 convinced like you know maybe if we look shitty we'll play better because we had some really nice kids yes, for the world cup. That pink fucking that pink fucking jersey left me fucking PTSD, man. Every time fucking Mexico wore that shit, they were get shellacked. I don't know. <laughs> or you know, maybe that's it. You are right, Jaime. Maybe we're a bunch of knuckles, at least our players are. That what to what it us is ugly. To them, maybe it's beautiful and they'll play better. Yeah. I think to that them, will motivate them to play. Yeah, to us that jersey might be tacky and ugly, and to them it's like, oh, very nice, very nice. That looks like some shit that guy, that character Albertano would fucking wear. Yeah, because they. I don't be, know if you're familiar with Albertano. They, <laughs> the shit that the Mex the the players wear, like just casual clothes, like it's pretty shitty. So I think it it fits there. Oh yeah. It I fits them. Surprised that they walk out on the goat wearing a gold chain with that. Jersey. <laughs> Doing a little pasta. At you know what? Mark my words, one of the first non-soccer players that's going to be rocking that shit is going to be fucking Peso Pluma. I fucking, I'll fucking pay you a hundred bucks. I'm sure he's already wearing it now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave y'all with that. Uh, for those listening, you know, and have joined us tonight, thank you so much. And uh, we'll definitely catch you guys in the next one. Let me know how y'all feel about the New Mexico jersey for 2024. Have a good night.